Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 91. And today we're sitting with Ryan Novak. Ryan, thank you for coming, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. So how was the drive? It was pretty long, about two hours to get here. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem. It's nice out here. It reminds me of LA and a little bit of like Texas. Really? Yeah, just the way it's laid out. It's kind of flat out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like a bunch of stripper posters I noticed on the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the career profession out here for yeah. some young ladies. That's the way to go. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I love it out here, man, because we're from, from the shop right here, we're probably t- two or three miles from the ocean itself. Yeah. And then we live about 10, mi- 10 minutes from here, and the ocean is just like a five-minute walk away. Yeah, so you get that kind of nice breeze, and it's close enough to L.A. that when I need to go to L.A. to get something, it's not that bad. Yeah. But it's not like living out there, you know? Yeah, I used to come out here. Uh, a buddy of mine lived in San Inez, uh-huh. which is, I don't know, a little bit further, what you call it, north. Uh-huh. And I uh, always used to come by this way, but it, it, it the traffic is so bad on the 101 it's they should make like an upper level i think you know? yeah. oh upper level i never even thought Something. about that dude it's crazy it's like a four lane highway yeah you know and it's just not enough dude that's such a good idea or the uh what's that the thing uh elon musk is the, doing boring is thing the underground yeah is he thing? still doing that i have no idea yeah i haven't heard anything of it as of late but it's like dude how can you even do anything with all of those projects right you have going on right he's a nutty guy yeah kind of feels like if you don't put all of your attention in one thing that i don't know how how it's even going to happen you know like what's going on with the whole mars thing or whatever right you know well he's just in too many outlets i think you know it's hard to get a, one thing done very well when you're stretched out here, yeah here, 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 no here. definitely man what would you focus on <sighs> I don't know. Probably mass print, mass trans, tra- mass transportation. Yeah. In Los Angeles or just in California alone, you know, because it's horrible. I think half the traffic would probably settle down if there was like a subway system or some kind of metro system that would bring you from Orange County to L.A. to and have multiple s- stops and routes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when I lived in Chicago, I. I never really needed a car i always just took the subway you know yeah even in new york too like you don't even need a car over there and it's so easy to uh to travel like when we would go over there for shows like h day and such we would go over to the city and it's just like okay you just jump on the train oh we want to get here and take like 15 20 minutes you know you don't have to worry about anything but uh what do you think about mars do you think uh that Um, would be exciting i don't know i think we have uh we have a lot of things here we have problems with, much less going to another planet trying to figure out how you're going to get all the building material there. Um, you know, eventually the sun's going to expand and we're all going to be gone anyways. And we don't have the uh, we don't have the fuel or at least the propulsion to get further out into space, at least right now. Right now so yeah, so the sun's expanding. Well, that's usually how stars dies out. Right? Really? Yeah. I don't know much about that kind of stuff yeah so when stars die they expand and then they retract and explode and turn into supernovas yeah and we're here just worried about cars yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) trying to trying to get my civic registered (laughs) oh shit 
<laughs> that's the problem with everybody man yeah. Yeah. i'm still trying to get mine smog so if anybody has the hookup let me know <laughs> yeah those, those days are done that's how i, I got know. rid of cars i can't smog anymore really yeah so <clears throat> yeah i'm running into uh, <coughs> some issues with it. it was so much easier back in the day it's like everybody could do it for a couple hundred bucks you oh know? yeah yeah those those days are gone um the last car i sold i, I had an evo 8 it was a pristine car it had a built motor and um i couldn't get it smog for like two years so i just said fuck it i no sold way. it yeah it wasn't worth keeping you know so speaking of cars man um let's talk about the two newest builds that you just finished and then we'll for back sure. up from that for sure so the the debut if i'm not mistaken was at ibach earlier this year right for the eg yeah 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 i built that car uh geez i think like a year ago i started on it and then um maybe three quarters of the way through i started just losing a little interest and um uh finally got it done just it dragged on for months wrapped it up um right around the time i finished it did the instagram photos i mean it blew up and yeah. was on you know all these things and um so then ryan asked if he could use it for the eibach um meet i said sure he wanted the other civics so we brought them both the ek and um after that pretty much just sat at the shop and then i think like a month ago uh we were it was slow at work and we called uh willow springs mm -hmm. and rented the track for I've like four that. hours yeah yeah so it was super cheap so we just went out there um i think i was done i mean I, we we got there at eight i was done driving at 11 i was so tired the car was great uh the only problems it had was just a uh a leaky valve cover but that was about it yeah um it's essentially what my ek used to be very reliable uh tires brakes they last a long time starts up every time my ek is a whole nother beast that requires a few people to go to the track with mm -hmm. um and just recently i got it registered so i got plates for it nice um, i just haven't had time to call it in for the insurance yet i don't really have a plan driving on the street but just if i'm at the track and let's say i need to go down to the gas station and put some gas in it because yeah, yeah, yeah. 91 at the track is like you know four times higher than what it is at the gas station but outside of that yeah um originally with that car i was just going to keep it a little simple with like you know aggressive wheel and stuff like that and then i i woke up one morning and i just i was like you know fuck it i'm gonna put that pandem 1.5 kit you yeah know? and um it was a whole thing getting that kit like um apparently they made x amount and you had to get approval from this guy and it had to be bought by a shop so it couldn't be replicated and um so you know got the kit came in a lot of it was really cheesy stuff like just like the in plates for the wings and mm -hmm. canards and stuff like that so i had them redone in carbon and uh made them fit a little bit better and added my own you know flair to it so but you had to get like approved to to get the kit yeah it was so weird i guess because they knocked off the for the version one okay and uh the version two is just a little bit different where the rear wing has these like um you know extra in plates and like a uh a foil mm -hmm. that goes to like that little hatchback duckbill wing mm -hmm. and then the front has these uh essentially just in plates like air in plates for 
uh, the splitter and stuff like that. So was it hard to get it? Like, did it take a long time? <laughs> no, I think it it took like a month oh, to okay. get or something like that. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. But the car was, you know, went off to the cage and then paint. So within that time, I pretty much had all the parts ready. The the day the car came back, it was just a symbol, symbol, symbol. Yeah, so, got yeah. you. So how, what uh, what do you have done to the EG? So the EG is. Um, it's a bone stock K20 R motor, uh, has Toyota individual throttle bodies with the plenum, um, uh, K tune header. Um, the trans is, uh, built by James over ghost work. So, uh, the gear X gears, uh, four, seven final, um, OS guy can, uh, clutch or, um, uh, diff. I don't know. It's a lot of stuff, but yeah. every every bolt, every everything was completely replaced. Just all spherical bearings, everything. Sick. Um, it's probably one of the most reliable track setups, and you can actually run a good time. I mean, uh, you know, a few years back when the UK wasn't as crazy as it is now, um, we used to just run down GT3s and Corvettes, and these guys would just lose their shit at the track. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that was a fun part, kind of like how I got started racing. You know, in in general, it's just doing the swaps beating the v8s you know back in when we were drag racing back in the day yeah but yeah so it's a it's a nice little build um i i just recently bought like three sets of wheels and tires just to like motivate me to get it out to the track so i can actually use them um so as soon as it cools down a little bit uh we'll be back out in probably like a month or so you know get it out there for more driving yeah so so the car was built to be on the track <clears throat> yeah i don't i mean like i say i don't know if you could get out of our driveway with that splitter or anything like that but um and definitely it's a cop magnet so yeah I, the the less i drive in the street the better you know yeah so so guys if you're uh if you're not familiar with the build like you were saying these were uh at the rywires booth at ibach Yep. And the uh, the EK, what's the story on that one? So the EK, um, let's see, how the EK started. So I got I got that car for 500 bucks in like 2009. And it was kind of my reintroduction to front wheel drive again because I had uh, sold my Civic in like early 2000s. And uh, kind of coming back to built that car, you know, gutted it out, had it painted, little auto power roll cage bolt-in deal, and um, went to the track, learned a lot. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a lot that, that comes with it in terms of Yeah, yeah, of like, we'll dig into all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but like, it was the, the car that I could go out, have fun, and just reliable and not have breakdown after breakdown, gotcha. and you know, so that kind of started the love of Civics again for me. And then... Um, when that car got to a certain point where I had all these other cars, I had a Subaru that was a time tech car. It was pretty crazy and it was so expensive and motors were, they were, they were going pretty fast and the arrow was expensive. And it just, if you wanted to go faster, you had to do more and spend mm. more money and more time. And, um, I was like, you know, Civic, we could make just as fast for half the price. Yeah. So we ended up doing that. Um, the last day of the Civic, uh, at the track, it's funny. I actually put all the interior back in it everything from like the back seats, quarter panels, everything, everything, um, took it to the track, put a passenger seat in it. And, uh, we, we did this HFF event, which is like this thing speed venture does. And, uh, 
<clears throat> we ended up running like two seconds faster than the fastest guy there. <laughs> oh, shit. And he got all pissed off and was like, oh, you don't have factory bumper beams and this and that. I'm like, pull the bumper off, take a look. Everything is factory. And the car was so fast. I mean, I think people just didn't understand what good suspension and proper, you know, setup yeah. actually does at the track. So, um, I think like a week later, that car was down to bare bones on a rotisserie, um, getting sandblasted ready for like, you know, full blown roll time tech car. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that car is pretty nuts. K24, fully built, sequential gearbox. Um, it actually has uh, tubbed front. Um, the entire front end is tubbed for, you know, big wheels yeah. and tires. Same with the rear. Um, <clears throat> running uh, 18s. Uh, a 295 in the front uh and a 245 in the rear and uh oh they're, they're 18s yeah oh shit yeah so just because there's not a lot of tire size you know for uh for what we're doing oh yeah and it's supercharged and yeah all that good stuff but um anyway so yeah it's it goes it boogies and um everything in terms of that car whatever was metal or whatever weighed so much uh we just took it off and had it made in Kevlar. So I have a carbon guy that does our stuff. So like the roof, the doors, the trunk, the everything, everything. The only thing that's metal in that car is the rear quarter panels. So um, wow. it's really light, super fast. Um, and like I say, it, it takes a crew or two just to get that thing at the track and have it run properly. So what are some of the issues that you run into? Um, getting it on the trailer is really tough because, you know, taking the, the flat bottom off is really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, the supports are, you know, it, it, you would have to put that car in a lift to get the front splitter off. And if you go off the track, it's not ripping off. It's going to definitely hold on to the car, you know, so I wanted it to be very sturdy, but, um, just in terms of, you know, the, the glass, you can't, when you put it on trailer, you can't just hop out of the window. You know, the door has to be removed and, and all that. I mean, it's quick released and mm -hmm. all that good stuff, but, um, getting it on the trailer, you can't do it by yourself, you know, getting it started. It's E85. So it takes a while. You got to, sometimes spray the intake with um uh brake cleaner you know just get it started when it's cold out at the track yeah um so you know other than that it's it's pretty loud so the communication is uh really tough too so when the driver's driving and you know we're pit side it's hard to hear because it's loud so it's it's nuts uh it'll be back out for uh the global time attack in november so we'll where's back. that gonna be at uh that's a button wheel oh okay nice <coughs> So it's like the super lap battle that Super Street did. And then, you know, when they kind of went under that, I think uh, Jason Dinehart took over and kind of made it his own. So that's our version of uh, Time Attack out here, at least. Yeah, got so, you. Yeah. Now, does that car have a wide body on it as well? Yeah. Yeah, that car has a, it's an M&M Honda wide that's body. That's right. Yeah. Got you. And um, we pretty much, when when i said okay well look this is what we're gonna run for tires we put the wheels and tires on and then go okay i'm not putting these like shitty 240 fenders from ebay over mm -hmm. you know it just looks like ass so uh the m m was pretty wide um i had to make my own attributes to it i mean you know front ends uh been added you know some uh some little like the rear wing diffuser all that setup is all you know made in-house and stuff like yeah. that so it's kind of I didn't want to have to have a mold guy start and make an entire 
mold. That would just be too expensive. I probably wouldn't be able to get my money back if I was to sell a few of them. So I was just like, get the M&M and we'll make our adjustments. So, yeah. Yeah. Dope, man. So where did the uh, the love for cars actually start at? Um, man. What would so, be like your earliest memory? So when I was, I think like 15 or something, I, I, uh, I used to skateboard and uh, my friend's dad had this Grand National and um, he would have Turbo Magazine, I remember. So like I'd go over there and, you know, have dinner sometimes and be just like, oh, this shit's pretty cool, you know? And, yeah. Um, I bought a hatchback. I don't know why, but I ended up buying this like 91 EF or something like that, or maybe 90. I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know what year it was. EF. <laughs> Anyways, I love that thing, man. I used to, you know, if I was going to go out, so like in Chicago, where I'm from, um, in the wintertime, you can't just go downtown and go skate. You got to go to the skate parks, right? Because it's yeah. cold, it snows. So I used to just throw all my shit in the back, go out to the suburbs, go to the skate parks, and I love that. And, um, the more I would hang out over at his house, um, he was telling me, oh, you know, you can buy a muffler for your car and this and that. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I was kind of into like uh, sound system back so then. So that was the the dad's telling you this. Yeah. So he he didn't look at it as an import or something like, nah, I'm not even interested in it. No, he was just like, hey, you could actually do stuff to this little that's, car. That's really cool yeah. of him. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he gave me a ride in that thing when I was like 17 or something. That thing hauled ass. I bet. And uh, I think after that, it was just like, okay, I'm saving enough money to, I got, I uh, bought like a Gretty exhaust and like a AM intake or something, or no, it was a Weapon R mm-hmm. intake, you know? It was still, you know, single cam 1.5, it was a fucking turd. Yeah. And then um, a buddy of mine who I skated with uh, bought like a new coupe, it was like a 97 coupe that just came out, and um, he put uh, clear taillights on it and lowered it, it was fucking badass i thought it was like the coolest (laughs) thing it was like a newer civic you know and then we just kind of it was like this thing like he did something i did something and then one of the guys that would be at the skate park you know he he got a honda and then you know we just all started kind of doing our thing and then we went to like our first like hot import nights in chicago or something you know and like all these filipinos with their flags and their hoods and stuff like that it was super funny um, but they had like these wild cars. Uh, they'd be like baby blue with like, you know, white interior. The, and... the white leather <laughs> yeah. and the fish tank. Yep. But no, that, that was like kind of how it started. And then, um, you know, like out there, it was so cold that every, every winter was like, that's when you built your shit, you yeah. know, and get ready for next summer. And so <clears throat> I think, yeah, like. As I started getting serious with it, I, I ended up getting rid of the EF, which I kind of regret because I thought, oh, this car's old. They're going to stop making parts for it, you know? Yeah. And then I ended up getting an EG. And then um, I had like a, it was a single cam VTEC. And I thought it was super fast. I was going to street race, racing people, you know, with a very similar setup. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the next year it was like, I, I wanted the next big thing you know so then doing like a engine swap you know and uh it, it just like we started meeting other people other friends and stuff like that and it was just like every summer that was what it was you knew it was like okay we're, we're going to chinatown to go race or we're going to the stockyard to go race nice. and that's what it was yeah and then um i got to a point where i was like i wasn't making a lot of money and i was just every penny i had was going into the car as you do when you're a stupid <laughs> yeah. kid you know and um I ended up selling the hatchback and I bought a Honda Accord just because I was like, hey, if I get this car, it's going to make me not want to race because, you know, it's a big car. Yeah, that never <laughs> works. 
like six months later did h22 swap (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know was beating like the civic si's i could just barely hang with like a type r you know integra type r and then um like you know following summer i was like i need more so i ended up putting a turbo kit on it you know and just like making it and it just went this crazy direction and then um so you turboed the h series yeah and the ef you you didn't end up doing a swap to it no i sold that i think i forgot to mention yeah bear with me because i'm like my attention span is so like short (laughs) um so you have the h series turboed it what year was this that was like 90 no that was like 2002 i think got you okay and then i ended up coming to california that was like the car i brought with me and Mm -hmm. um you know the rest is kind of history from there i just like it just got worse and i wanted more and you know um i had to i worked for this company got paid good money and stuff like that and then once i eventually opened my own business i mean it just i just went nuts with all these things i was thinking and i just build it and yeah. just one car to the next car to the next car to the next car. That's kind of crazy having a H series turbo back then. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. I think it made like six hundred some wow um, horsepower. Yeah, and I ended up selling it for uh, super cheap. So you know, uh, Blackskin Brandon. Hmm. Lives on Temecula. Anyways, no. Um, he ended up buying it from me, and he had it for like a year, and then um, that was it. And I just I. I bought a, a CRX after that, uh, EK. Then uh, I got my seats jacked out of the EK, and I was like, oh, fuck these Hondas. And ended up buying this, an STI. Uh, this was like 2005. Ended up buying a, a STI. Nice. I was like, I'm done with Hondas. And then once I, you know, when I went to go do the modification, I was like, God, this fucking car sucks to work on. It was just, everything was so tight. And yeah. Like, you know. Um, and then went crazy with that car. And I don't know, like after two years ownership of it, I ended up, it just got crazy because it turned into a crazy track car. So then I ended up buying an S2000 and then it was just like, here I am just like going crazy again, you know? <laughs> so seems like a trend. Yeah. I, so I just, my daily driver now is a Jeep. Can't, I mean, you know, I have modified it, but you know, at least it's, I can drive it every yeah. day. There's no muffler on it or anything like that. I, well, we have a dress up kit for the Jeep. Oh dear. <laughs> My my mine is so bad from the trails. I mean, the under the underside of it looks like it's like a salvage title. It's pretty bad. But that's another hobby as it is. I know it's it's crazy. But I drive it every day. I mean, it's like you know I can park where I want. I yeah. don't have to worry about people opening doors on it. Um, I can just throw shit in there and go. You know. Yeah, you know what's crazy is this last few years that um we've been going to SEMA. I've noticed a lot that the Jeep community. And that whole side of things is just getting huge, yeah. man. Getting to a point where I'm watching the rollout and I'm just like kicking myself in the ass. Like, dude, why are you not in this industry doing something, you know? Yeah, well, the Jeeps are like the Honda Civics of the modification world. I mean, every Jeep you see, it's if it's not lifted, it's got this or that or light bar or something like that. I mean, there is money to be made for yeah, sure. That's yeah, that's definitely something that we're keeping an eye on. But uh, so before we fin- keep going on with the car stuff, I want to hear more about Chicago. So you were born over there? Um, I was born in St. Louis. Okay. And then um, born in St. Louis. And then wow. after St. Louis, we moved to Texas for a year and then lived in North Carolina and then back to Chicago. 
uh, or moved to Chicago. Then I moved back to St. Louis when I was like 17 or 18, stayed there until I was like 19, then back to Chicago. So I've kind of always been in the Midwest for the most part of my Got life. You. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was crazy out there, man. I, I do the same thing. I, so what I do for a living, I'm a heating air conditioning contractor. So I, I worked out there and, um, I actually met my wife out there. Um, and so I just got tired of, um, you know, being on a rooftop when it's minus 10 and I'm out there, you know, trying to get the heaters working and stuff like this. And yeah, same thing in the summer where it's like hundred degrees, 90% humidity. I'm dealing with that all day. The only time I'm comfortable is when I get home, you know? So I just had enough of it. And, um, me and my wife came out here. I had $1,400 in my pocket and got a job two days after coming out here. And the rest is history. I like, a with that, um, I worked for this company. It was a big company for like two years and the work ethic out here is just, it's so easy to own your business out here. Cause there's so many fucking lazy people. And, yeah. um, so after, yeah, a few years, I ended up starting my own business and I think I was like fully legit with all the paperwork and tax ID, all that in like 2007. So it's just been a, a trip since then. So coming from the Midwest and moving over here, <clears throat> what are some of the cultural differences like you just spoke on from, from that compared to California? Um, I think California and well, at least where I live, you know, it's a huge car community. I'm in Torrance. Um, so it's a huge car community. Um, out here, I feel there's a lot, a lot more engineering, uh, people that are making cool things. Uh, Chicago's, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's out there too, but just where I grew up, I mean, we didn't grow up with money or anything like that. So, um, you know, your average person just could go get a job at a mall or, uh, some random job and do that for the rest of their life. Obviously you can't do that out here in yeah. California. It's too expensive. So you gotta be, um, if you want to live nice, you got to use your brain kind of thing. But outside of that, I mean, obviously no snow, which is great. Yeah. Uh, the Christmas is kind of weird here. Yeah. You know, there's no like a month building up to, or the entire, it's just know. like Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm getting older and the sun is still out every day. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Um, I don't know. I miss certain things like the food out here isn't, I mean, I, there is good food. I, I'm Japanese ramen is my favorite yeah. Korean barbecue, um, stuff like that. Uh, back home, it's like, you know, pizza, bratwurst, um, basically all the things that are going to give you a heart attack by the time <laughs> you're 50, you know, I miss those foods too, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Every place has a little something different about it, I guess, you know, but is the pizza really that good in Chicago? I don't know, man. I'm not a connoisseur. I just, I'll eat whatever. Yeah. To me, Costco pizza is good. Yeah. You know, so I love Costco pizza right out the oven, man. But yeah. once it chills for about five minutes, it gets a little, a little hard for me. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll eat anything. I mean, even like these dollar pizzas you get from, you know, uh, ghetto for less or food for less. That <laughs> store, you know? Yeah. Every once in a while I'll, I'll splurge on those. But, um, the older I get, I, <laughs> I have to keep my, uh, my health, I, you know, conscious. So I've cut some meat out of my diet and dairy yeah. and stuff like that. So. so you just had a birthday. Yeah. Two, just, couple days ago, two yeah, days ago, Tuesday. Two days ago. Yeah. Ha happy birthday, man. Yeah, How old did you turn? 40. 40. So, um, I think a lot of people listening to this are maybe 
few years away from there or creeping up on it what what did you notice that the things really started changing with how you felt inside um so yeah it's definitely been the last past year i've been thinking about like all kinds of weird stuff it's just it's like a like menopause i guess you call it yeah. right where you're like you know why did i spend all this money on this and you know retirement is such a big thing now where it's like you know i got to 40 pretty quick and i'm sure i'm gonna get to 60 pretty quick too mm -hmm. you know so um i don't want to work for the rest of my life i don't so retirement's a big thing for me um you know i i unloaded like eight cars last year because i was oh, just shit. like i i had all these things sitting and they were great and uh the problem is they're just taking up space and you know i i think it was one of those things i was like man looking back <clears throat> i think i i wish I would have bought an investment property, you know, instead of having these depreciating assets yeah. sit in a, you know, uh, and they're cool and stuff like that. But had you, or had I bought something, you know, like a property, that's a lifelong thing, you know. So what kind of property are you talking? Like a rental home or a, a commercial space or? I mean, having any like duplex or fourplex would be awesome. Um, you know, any kind of commercial property, even something like this, you mm -hmm. know, um, but it's almost impossible right now in LA to get something that's decent um, or at least have a, a good turnaround for it, you know, because the prices are so high out here. Yeah. Um, I feel like you have to go somewhere like San Jose or something, you know, to get something cheaper. Who knows? I don't yeah. Know. But that's kind of where I'm at right now. Other than that, um, let's see, maybe not doing as much crazy shit as I used to, you know? Yeah. Just getting out of control and... Uh, stuff like that so it's like what kind of out of control oh man shitty beer makes you do shitty things <laughs> so yeah. um just i don't know i mean it would be like the things they tell you not to do you know we do the boys come over bring the beer and you know it's after x amount you're like hey man give me the keys to that bike i mean i don't know how many times where <laughs> i tried popping a wheelie i come home and my my chest has got asphalt on it you know oh, just shit. stupid stuff like you know not in in public but you know yeah, at the yeah, shop yeah. or you know jumping the scooter off of something we had like a whole thing at the shop um back in the day was uh we did scooter time attack we had this little two-stroke <laughs> um yamaha thing and it was like we had a cup for it and everything i mean it was like every wednesday that was boys night at the shop i mean we it was beer and scooter time attack and um it just got out of hand um my buddy andrew broke his collarbone um my buddy mike ended up just it looked like he got shot with a shotgun in his face I and mean, he hit the pavement so hard it was it was pretty gnarly so no we're like way. yeah so that was like okay now we got to start taming things back it's funny because like someone was talking about me the other day on uh some podcast or something my friend was on there like oh we're too scared to go to shop because we don't want to get a tetanus shot you know what yeah. i mean so like but I, I mean, I don't do that shit anymore. But yeah, it was just, it was crazy, you know? Yeah, anymore as of how long ago? Because Rywire told me to ask about Wednesdays. <laughs> so it could have been that long ago. Well, Mondays are the new Wednesdays. Oh, now. okay, gotcha. So, so we just switched the day. Yeah, no, it, it was out of hand. I mean, there's so many stories. I can't remember half of them, but I mean, it's not like we weren't like blackout drunk or anything like that. It was just like, you know, we'd get drunk and come up with something and make something you know we made yeah. a drift trike before they were cool like just out of like drinking and coming up with an idea so you know 
next Monday we're meeting at this time. I'd go to MK Metal, pick up some stuff, you know, start welding things together. And uh, next thing you know, order this like two-stroke motor on eBay for like a weed whacker. We ended up doing that. And uh, one of our friends almost had his head taken off by the trailer because uh, we use PVC pipe over these um, cart tires. Yeah. It like popped off and tipped him over. It was pretty nuts. But so, yeah, we just we're like slowly getting mature. So. <laughs> How do you even find friends to do that kind of stuff with? I don't know. It's just, you know, sometimes people attract other people. I guess. Yeah. It's just, it's how it Sounds is. Sounds like you attract rad people. <laughs> Either that or losers. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that sounds fun, man. We never have, we never really have fun here, dude. And it's just like, it seems like it's so much business as usual all the time, you know? But it's like, I really don't have that many people that are down to do fun stuff you know well it's like you test it out right i mean it's kind of like i don't know without saying anything too crazy i mean you know there's some chicks that won't let you do crazy stuff and then there's chicks that won't let you do crazy stuff and vice versa you just gotta you know? test it with the thumb and see what happens i was talking to uh you know roach yeah yeah so i was talking to him yesterday and so i'm glad that we're not censored because this you can say this whatever you want <laughs> So I was like, you know, I don't get how people are into like licking buttholes, yeah. you know, and um, he was telling me, you know, some stuff about it, this chick and I was telling him just these things like growing up and I'm like, I just, I was never that guy who was like into buttholes, you know, <laughs> like putting your tongue on them or like, you know, but somehow people find other people that are into that, yeah. right? So it's the same thing like what we do. I mean, we like to party <laughs> and we find guys who like to party. <laughs> That's a really good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> how does your uh, how did your wife feel about uh, your Wednesday night parties? So, yeah that that's when we had to. I have a separate Instagram thing that we do, um, and we have something on Facebook. It's called Wednesday Night Shenanigans. So that's where we'd put all our crazy shit, so my wife wouldn't see it. Yeah. I mean, we'd get. Um, I don't know. I'd get yelled at in the morning because. We'd buy a car. I think like one time we ended up buying a car and uh, we got so shit faced and somehow I agreed to let my buddy take this big ass magic marker and write faggot on the back of my, <laughs> on, on my back. <laughs> and uh, we took pictures of that and um, just like, just some random shit, like me in my underwear at some place. Like I checked into a hotel with some underwear once and like. <laughs> Um, my wife sees this stuff and she's just like, y y my family's on here. They see this shit, you know, so ended up having to do a separate page. And then it was just kind of on from there. We're like, we would always try to outdo each other. Like, like make that person laugh harder than yeah. the other person, you know? And it just like, it just took on its own thing. How many friends are you talking about? Um, quite a bit i'd say at least there was like 10 of us that were there on a weekly basis car guys are just random dudes all car guys really yeah no shit yeah i think you should bring it back for one of these wednesdays man i'll cruise over there and go do some crazy shit yeah i mean <laughs> ryan's been over there i don't think he'll partake in some of the stuff you know it just really depends on what time you come if you come earlier everyone's kind of tame yeah um, once the <laughs> shitty beer comes in the shitty stuff starts happening but uh no it's I don't know. It's just kind of how it is out here. It's we do our thing, and it's kind of like a private setting. Yeah. You know? 
that's cool man that that's really cool that you do that you know because like a lot of guys like in their later 30s or early 40s they already have that mentality where it's just like they're tapped out you know what i mean yeah this is my routine routine this is what i do you know and they're their excuse is always like, oh, well, I have kids, I have family, I have a job. And it's like, yeah, but you you also have you inside of you, like the 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 kid, the person who like to have fun. Like you can't really neglect that person, you know, as long as you're still taking care of all your other things going on. I, I, I truly still believe that every person should still have like their own fun time, you For know. Sure. But I just feel like a lot of people just let it get to their head that like, oh, I'm already this age. I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. I mean, I think it depends on what you do for a living. Maybe like, you know, if you work for some corporate place and you're doing crazy shit, people see it, you're going to lose your job. I mean, you know, I I have, I mean, I run a business, but obviously I don't post that stuff on my business stuff. So, you know, after me being a complete hooligan, I I can't, you know, I don't act like that at work and stuff like that. So you got to, it's just your personality, right? I mean, I think, I mean, I'm like, I'm this old fucker now. You know, 20 years ago, I'm pretty much... I mean, I'll still do the same shit if you let me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But now, because I have kids, I, I have to kind of be careful what they see, you yeah. know? Or I don't want to end up at, you know, dropping my kid off at school one day and like, you know, hey, that's that that dad that, you know, launches dildos out of rockets, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you can still do it. I mean, even now, like, I don't know about you and your wife. Like, me and my wife, we have a... under Like, I, I have my guy's time. She uh-huh. likes her girl's time. And then we have our time and, you know, family time, stuff yeah. like that. Because I just, I'm not one of these guys, man, that, you know, gets a girlfriend and, you know, disappears. And then when their girlfriend goes out of town, they call, hey, what's up, buddy? What yeah. are you doing? Where you the know? fuck you been? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just kind of always like doing my thing and um, stuff like that. So that's, uh, all of our friends are pretty much the same way. You know, we have our our deal where we hang out they have their other friends they do stuff with and so on yeah do you think that it it has anything to do with you being a entrepreneur what um like just being able to um like still have fun and not have to worry about you know somebody else saying maybe one day when somebody else having your future in their hands um i don't know i think as an entrepreneur there's no um, it's always full of stress, you know, no matter how much money you make, right? There's like a saying, you never arrive even when you're a millionaire. Because mm-hmm. as long as you own a, a business, there's always problems. And it seems to be every time there's something good, something bad is to follow every time. And you just have to just work through it. It is what it is, you know? And um, so because of that, obviously, I'm uh, I get to party a little bit harder, but yeah. maybe I party harder because it kind of takes me away from some of the stress yeah. and let me be me kind of deal. Like if you were to take money out of the situation, what would you be doing? Yeah. And that's kind of like how I think, you know? Yeah. So how long have you had your business? Um, I started in, on my own in 2005. And then once I became legit, it was like 2007. So I don't know, it's 2019. Was that 12 years? Something like yeah. that? So yeah um <clears throat> hardest part now because we're we work with our hands and you know it's a tough job i'm an ac contractor heating air conditioning contractor um it's finding the younger generation they don't want to work with their hands anymore um you just it's it's really hard to get the younger people to to 
do a trade anymore. It seems like you know because yeah. there's all these tech these tech jobs that you could sit on your ass all day and you know figure out a way to make money. Yeah, that's one thing that I had down right here, and it said uh, fired another millennial. I remember when you posted oh, yeah. that. Um, so I wanted to dive into that a little bit about your thoughts on on the newer generation and what are some of the uh, the experiences and examples that you've had with that. For sure. So, I guess starting maybe that was that post that I put up about. There was it was two. the text. It was some him texting in. Oh so. yeah, yeah. So this guy um, came and worked for us for. Well, I got two guys actually. Pretty funny story within mm-hmm. like a week. So one of them is a cashier at this like you know basic ass place. You know, probably getting paid minimum wage. And uh, he's uh, he was referred to me by a friend of ours who I play hockey with. And he's like, hey, he's a good worker, this and that. And I says, okay, cool. Comes over, interview him. He goes, great. I'll give my job a two weeks notice. Two weeks goes by. He starts, lasted the second day and sends me a text. Hey, man, I'm sorry. This isn't what I want to do with my life. Sorry. <laughs> he never even came and got his check. It was just kind of like adios. <laughs> and then... Oh, uh, shit. I was just like, okay. And then um, I think it was like two days later, this other guy starts, has this amazing resume. He went to school for HVAC. And uh, the first hour, we go on a job. And I'm like, um, here, take this tape measure, put it up against the wall, go up the two steps and hold it up against this beam. And he's like, I don't do ladders. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't do ladders? He goes, ladders are dangerous. (laughs) I'm like, we're talking two steps, buddy. This is a six foot ladder. Yeah. So he's probably what? Yeah. Two two feet off the ground. If that. So I just told him, you know, just wait in the car, and um, I did what I had to do, and I literally dropped him off the office and fired him right there. It was just like, <laughs> if you're not going to go up two steps, you're not going to make it in the, any kind of industry. You know. Wow. What were you thinking when he said that? You I think just, he was joking. I thought he was retarded. Like. <laughs> What, why wouldn't like obviously there were some mental issues there you yeah. know what i mean but um not to make fun of retards yeah but wait can i say that you can say whatever okay. you want bro but um <clears throat> so i just gave up man and just hired older people now um roach actually uh ken and roach actually gave me a, a good referral and um the guy's been working really good with us he's a hard worker younger not he's in his 30s but yeah. still it's like I'm just to that point where I can't hire younger anymore. I started at, you know, 18 or whatever it is. And, um, I was gun ho, you mm-hmm. know, I was ready to go and I worked my ass off, you know? Yeah. Um, the, the younger guys that just, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's like California thing yeah. because it seems like everyone lives with their mom here, Yeah. you know, like adults, 40 year olds and it's just nuts. So, um, <clears throat> That's where I'm at right now. I'm just hiring older people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is crazy, man. I was actually thinking about this the other day. I actually posted on Facebook, like, um, just to get some dialogue going is, you know, there's always people talking about the millennials, but I mean, how much, how much pressure do you put on the parents that actually raise them? Do you think it stems from them or, or what do you think would be the, the main cause of their lack of motivation? I think there's, my personal opinion, the parents is always the first, right? Um, you know, when I when I grew up, we didn't have money. Um, I mean, my parents still don't have money, you know? And uh, 
I worked a ton of overtime just so I could have that play money because I had a hobby, you know, yeah. and I, I wanted to buy cool shit. So that means I had to work more. So that was kind of like a motivation for me. Um, there was no, I always kind of grew up with this fear of like, I could be homeless at any point, mm -hmm. you know, um, if I got into any kind of drug habit, I'd be on my own kind of thing, you know? So I never went that route. For me, it was always the fear, mm -hmm. you know, of not having help. You know, once you're that age, your ass is out to work and that's it. That's how I grew up. Um, the other thing I, I think is um, the internet, you know, uh, again, people, it's kind of like a, that microwave mentality where mm -hmm. people think like, boom, hit the button, I'm going to make a million dollars. Well, that's not the way it works. Yeah. You got to start from the bottom. You got to work your way up top. And that's not even guaranteeing that you're going to do well. Um, but I, I don't know what it is. I think it's just you can you can pretty much be whatever you want to be. I mean, the way I look at life is you're the CEO of your own life, right? So yeah. you, you're responsible yeah. for your success and your failures. Um, I don't understand how people just go and get a job and work at like a warehouse until they're like 50, 60 years old. I just, to me, it, that's depressing. Yeah. Uh, not to talk bad, but yeah. I think it's just one of those things. It's like, if, if that's the motivation you have for yourself and your family, most likely your kids are going to be that yeah, way 100%, too, you yeah. know? And, um, maybe that's how it was for me, but my outlook was I gotta, I mean, I enjoy the car stuff. So the only way my mom's not going to give me money or my dad's not going to give me money. So I got to earn it. Mm -hmm. And that's how it was. I don't feel the newer generation is um, this way. And by the way, I never went to college. Um, I only made it to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. So like, oh, shit. yeah. So like, I didn't have any education. I still can't even spell that well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just at this point, I don't. I don't feel like the younger generation is really labor ready. I mean, there's money to be made. Even if you didn't want to own your own business, I mean, you could still make a lot of money being a contractor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whenever I see somebody that's working that kind of nine to five job with, um, they're going to know how much they're going to make that entire year. They know what days they're going to have off and then they know when their annual raise is going to come. It's just like, to me too, that's just from the outside looking in, that's just a depressing thing. And I don't know if it's just the way that um, a certain type of person looks at a situation. I always wonder, like, what do they think? You know, what what's their train of thought? Do they do they not think that they they have the possibilities to to make it higher on the the grand scale of things, or are they just lazy enough that they just want to just get by? Or I don't know. I I mean, it's California is one of those. I mean, where I grew up, it was. You know, it's a Polish, uh, Italian neighborhood, you know, and everyone worked there. Mm -hmm. If you're a woman, you worked. There was no free handouts. Like, you weren't given up ass to not get a job and stay at some man's home or something yeah. like that. You had to work. And um, I think in California, since I lived here, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I have some buddies that are older in their 50s and 60s, and, um, you know, they're also car guys. They don't make a lot of money, but they do. They appreciate what they have and they're into it and they're kind of already settled in their ways. They're nicest people. Um, but then there's, you know, the younger people who want all this shit and then don't want to do what it takes to get it. And I think at the end of the day, whether they're lazy or not, it's kind of how you're raised. You know, yeah. for me, it was having that fear of 
not having money or not getting help. Um, even with my kids, I mean, I've talked to my wife about this. You know, I'm not buying my kids first car. I'm not probably don't know where I stand with this, but most likely not going to pay for his college. Mm-hmm. Um, because these are things that I feel that if you want, you have to kind of do yourself. I'm not going to just hand these things over and do it, you know, yeah. like the rich white guy way, which is like, you know, send my kid off to college, spend, you know, 200 grand on education and have them not use it. Yeah. You know? So that's, yeah, man, it's so hard. And even I'm even going through that right now with my son, you know, I want him to have things that I didn't have as a kid, but I want him to still have the appreciation for it. You yeah. know, uh, like even yesterday he, he was here hanging out at the shop and he's skateboarding and while i'm doing the podcast he's skating and i go out there and his new shirt that's like 35 dollars shirt is just all all dirty and shit i'm like dude i just got this for you bro like this is for school you know and for him it's just not it's not clicking in his head yet because he's just always had it good you know yeah so it's just i'm trying my hardest to 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 walk that that fine line where you give them that the life that you never had, but still trying to teach them responsibility at the same time. Yeah, I think, I mean, you, you definitely have to watch it, you know, um, because if you splurge around them or like if you're like, oh, he's so cute or she's so cute, just get him this toy to make him happy. It becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, same with me. I mean, you know, my kid with all the motorcycles and the cars and he's going to see all this stuff and think like, hey, my dad has all this shit and I can do whatever I want. So that's going to be something that is going to be a challenge for me. Um, but with that is, I think just as a parent, you have to figure it out, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of like your son, like I'm, I'll spend $40 on a shirt and then I'll go work on a car and it's <laughs> like got oil on it. And I used yeah. to get yelled at my wife all the time for that stuff, you know? <laughs> um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. It, it, teaching a kid the value of a dollar is, I don't, I don't think there's a better thing you could actually do. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I think probably us growing up with cars was a, a very bad example of how to spend your money. Yeah. You know, and here we are telling people not to do what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Even the same thing, too. I, I remember when I was growing up and most of the lessons that I learned that made me the person I am today were like the hardest lessons to learn. It's like not having so many things, you know, you would get, uh, a, play, a console for me and my sisters every Christmas and we would have to share that and that would be like the biggest thing we would get during the year you know right. and then now for Christian it'll just be a random day and like oh the TV we need to get a new TV and just go buy a TV you right. know and uh, one part of me feels good that I've been able to accomplish where I'm able to provide that but then the other side of me is just like damn now this dude's gonna think that like this shit just comes easy and right it doesn't it does like it might seem like it now but behind the scenes it, it was really hard to get to this point yeah it's tough man i mean especially having kids in this day and age with ipads and i feel like their attention span is probably gonna be even worse than these millennials you yeah know? so but i don't know it's kind of all relative I, at the end of the day you're still the parent you have to do the right thing and you know you're yeah. gonna have them turn into a little fucker or you're gonna have them be you know a good kid it's it's up yeah. to you no you're definitely right and you're 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 absolutely right about that's a, a representation of the parents how how the kids came out 
So do you remember maybe friends, parents, or anything like that, that um, maybe some bad traits in parenting that you would have seen in that generation that would have raised like the millennial generation? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I have some friends back home that are my age and still working bare minimum jobs, you know. Um, I have some friends that aren't happy with their good paying jobs. You know, I think it's, you just have to figure out how to mentally balance out, you know, cause it's like the same thing when, when I moved to California, I've never had rich friends, you know, until I came here and they don't like the attention. They drive like a Prius or something like that, you know? Um, but you go to their homes and obviously they can't hide it. You know, they have elevators in their fucking oh, houses. Shit. It's insane. Yeah. But like, um, I think that you just, you have to kind of figure it out mentally because those guys sometimes are kind of a wreck, right? Because they're trying to figure out how to be normal. They, money's not an issue, mm-hmm. but they have all these problems in their life. Where like maybe a guy like you or me who didn't have money, we were trying to figure out how to make money yeah. and being miserable because we didn't have the money. And then when you do get money, kind of changes you a little bit. I know like when I started making some money, I mean, I was... First time I, you know, made a hundred grand, I fucking spent it. It was gone, you know? So it was like, <laughs> you do things like that. But obviously the more you repeat, the more you understand how it starts to work out. Cause yeah. people can do lose it, but mentally is kind of how to be rich, I guess. Right. So. Yeah. So do you still feel like you, uh, you splurge every once in a while now and then? Not these days. I mean, I guess it depends on what side of the coin, you know, you're on. Um, I'm down to three cars versus having like 11 cars. You yeah. Know? Um, I bought a GT3 a few years ago and that was my thing. It was like, well, if I'm going to sell all these cars, I want to have at least one newer yeah. badass car. And then after like a year of owning it, I started feeling guilty of having this car. You know, mm-hmm. like I could have spent this money somewhere else, like an investment property. Yeah. Um, but then once I, I, by the way, I've never even driven that car on the street. I've only driven it at the track. It's too, you can't drive that car fast in LA. It's just, you know, I mean, it's not like a super fast car, mm-hmm. but you don't want to fucking run into someone or, you know, hit a wall. So I've driven it at the track four times. And every time I love that car, I'm like, God, this, this was to me therapy, mm-hmm. you know? So on one side, it's like bad investment. On the other side, it's like, you know, this is therapy for me. Um, the Honda stuff is... They're like Legos. You can build it the way you yeah. want. Um, you, I don't think you'd probably see me in those cars in the street driving around just because, like it, we were talking earlier, they'd probably think I'm a meth head. <laughs> yeah, you know? but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, those are my fun track cars that, you know, the Hondas, if I hit a wall, it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird deal how to how to spend money and be responsible. Getting older sucks. Yeah, it uh. It's my mentality's been changing a lot too. You know? How do you know? Uh, Thirty-four. Okay. Yeah. You got some few good years left in you. Yeah, I'm excited, man. <laughs> you know, I don't feel thirty-four, especially when I've been skating with Christian. I feel like I'm sixteen again. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but it's just um, it's material things have been losing losing the allure to me you know like I've my whole goal has been like oh I'm gonna get my Lamborghini one day. But now that I'm like even closer than I've ever been, it's kind of like, ah, I don't know. I might as well just save, save that money or spend it on something else. Or it, it, I think that I've gotten to that point where I've bought, bought things that I really, really wanted. Yeah. 
and the um the excitement of it it just melted away and it seems like it melts away even faster and faster the older you get for sure you get numb to it yeah like i mean it's funny i have more pleasure with these like shitty 90s hondas than i do i mean i've you name it i pretty much had it Mm -hmm. i mean not like mclaren's or anything like that but i mean i've had a ferrari i've had gtrs um skyline gtrs all that stuff at the end of the day it's just a a car you sit in Mm -hmm. you know um so I don't know. Now I like when I see when I see these cars like a uh, McLaren or this like, you know, LaFerrari, I just they don't do anything for me. Like yeah. it's not one of those things like, hey, I'm going to get that when I get older. Or this is going to be like you get a car like that, but where do you put it in your condo? Yeah, you know? it's yeah, like, yeah. But um I don't know. To me it's just maybe it's that getting older thing, you know? I mean, I'm always going to be a car guy, but I guess how many cars is the question? Yeah. Know? So I think maybe like I would probably be good with like three. I think three, three or four cool cars. Yeah, you know, ones that do everything. You know, I have my my daily, which is the, the car I'll park anywhere. I don't really care about it. Then I have the Civic, which is the one that pretty much started the business. And then I have my Chevelle that like never runs. Yep, <laughs> and it's always a problem. Typical American car. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I drove mine down here today, and the idol is all shitty GMs. Oh, really, <laughs> dude? Yeah, I don't know what the hell, man. And and I'm getting the Chevelle done right now, and we're doing the the fuel injection on it, but like the carburetor style. Yep. It's the FI Tech, and um, once we put that on it, uh, there's still a lot of issues with like. I think what they're saying is like the sensitivity of the wires and and the signal messing oh. with I don't know what dude but what about Ryan what do you say I haven't even taken it he's the him. dude yeah we'll I know dude what I really want to do is once the car's run, done and driving ready to go I just want to take it to Ryan and have him rewire the whole entire car all six wires that are in it yeah, yeah. and just do like a PDM or something in it you know but these guys they have it at the shop and there's no way I'm going to pick it up until it's done running and ready to go. You know, I took it the other day, took it for a drive in the car and I did a little like quick pass on it and the car ended up shutting off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, but yeah. then I, I think that maybe a wire unplugged or something. I don't know, dude. Cause, but then it just ended up starting right back again. So I, I'm not even trying to mess with that. And it's the same thing. Dude. It's like I've had that car for so long and it's just been so many headaches and I don't want to deal with that right now. Like wrenching is not fun to me anymore when it's like, it's not fun wrenching. Fun wrenching to me is, oh, I got a new whatever valve cover or something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to clean up the bolts. I'm going to make this look nice. And, but just like trying to figure out a problem. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really down with that anymore. Wiring. I'm horrible. I like, with me it's like okay i call ryan i'm like hey man i'm building this car yeah what days can you have it yeah. you know and that's it because i i'm horrible with wiring you know um not for what i do in my business but for yeah. a car there's so many and they're little and my knees hurt from like kneeling <laughs> down so i'm like ryan's the guy um yeah it's it's just one of those things like you know there, there's a saying you uh, modify a car you modify your life yeah and so you, every time you get in this car you know you build um that that's why i don't know again talking about being numb to cars like i see these guys you know with the newer civics and shit like that i'm like you know i remember going through taking the cat off getting more power 
the downside is you smell like gas and oil when you get yeah. home. Um, you can never take a girl out on a date, you know. Mm. Um, it's that loud, obnoxious car. You piss off your neighbors. And then, you know, dealing with smog and all that other stuff. So I'm like, the less I have of that in my life, the happier I am. Like, I, I can't even drive a mod car anymore for a yeah. daily driver. I can't deal with the exhaust noise. I can't deal with intake noise. I just like it nice and quiet. Um, I don't like loud tires like on my Jeep, but I bought these tires. They were so loud. They were great on the trail, but horrible in the street. Yeah. Ended up getting rid of them. I was just like, I can't deal with that, you know? But, um, oh, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys see a difference, but have you noticed the decline on, let's say, performance stuff or modification stuff in the last few years? I haven't, but I heard that they're uh, they're cutting down on it a lot. Um, I think it was even Ryan was saying that he was trying to buy a header from somewhere <laughs> in California and they wouldn't sell it to him because he was in California and they can't ship it to him. So mm. is, is that what you mean? Yeah, just that in general. Or it just doesn't seem like millennials are into racing. So there's like less demand for parts or maybe it's just a California thing because I don't really see a lot of young guys at the track anymore. It's yeah. mostly guys our age, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I kind of noticed that and I do notice that a lot at um, these shows that we go to, you know, um, we'll set up a booth at a show and I just watch the crowd and most of the guys are just going around taking pictures and just looking at cars and that's it. But as far as them in being in the garage wrenching and doing things to their car i don't know man i feel like there's there's less than more of that going on nowadays yeah it's more of like a spectator kind of thing yeah it's it's odd like well my my judgment is it like the track and what i see you know it's mm -hmm. weird like california's weird it's like you have the these like um these uh students that come in from like you know china or whatever and they all go the track and they all hang out with each other and they have like you know the expensive cars they're not fast drivers they just that's what their parents bought them you yeah. know and those guys it seems like every five years they're out there you know um there's just a different crowd but as far as like local guys you rarely see it. i mean you get your average guy shows up with his lambo or his porsche or something like that but it seems like the Honda guys, it's been like the same dudes have been doing it since yeah. like the 90s are still relevant today out yeah. there doing it. I don't see new guys anymore, like a young guy out there with like a hatch or, a, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And then if they are doing, if they are, at least I haven't seen it, the build quality is just horseshit. Yeah. You know, like very detailed to attention is one thing, but actually having something be safe or, you know, being in the right spot is kind of important. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I don't know that much uh, of that part of the community, the track racing or things like that. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know where things are going to go. I think we're in a very weird time right now. And I don't know where this 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 community is going to go to. It seems like there's just a lot of negativity and there's a lot of bullying and things like that going on and it seems like once somebody does one thing to to push the bar you have a whole bunch of other people just looking at it in a negative sort of light and it's it's all it seems like to me it's become like a spectacle like mm. a show uh even like an event you know when the event goes on you always hear just so much complaining things going on and it's just like I understand that people have their opinions and, and their complaints and things like that, but I don't think much people really look at what we do as an entire community. And if this doesn't keep 
going, then it's going to ruin it for a lot of people. Well, I think, well, at least for what we do, it's competitive. So you're always going to have ego, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean ego like is in a way like this guy's an asshole. Everyone has an ego. Yeah. Uh, Some people are, you know, insecure and it shows. So they start talking shit and, but that's always going to be, especially like in the racing. I think cars just in general, Mm -hmm. whether it's street racing, whether it's a car show, this guy built, you know, spent X amount of money on a car and for the average guy who doesn't even know what he's looking at, it's talking shit, you know, like, oh, this thing's, you know, looks like ass or this and that. It's like, you have no idea what went into it or whatever it is. Like, I think it's on both sides of the spectrum. Not only cars, just in general, people are assholes now. Yeah. Um, You can say what you want online, you know, and hide behind your computer. And it seems like everyone's doing that now, Yeah. whether it's cars or politics or it's just like, there's, I don't know what it is. There's like, Two separate groups, this crazy and this crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like the uh, overall happiness of of society is down? Um, I don't know. To be honest with you, I think that life is so fast now that you don't really have time to think about being happy anymore. Um, I don't know. Unless you're like, you know, mega rich and you got nothing but time on your hands. But that can't be too fun if all your friends are working. Yeah. Right? So... Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Cause to be honest, man, I'm pretty much in my hole by myself. Like once I'm off of work, uh, any little time I have these days, I'm garage doors closed. I'm working on the cars, whatever. Then I go home and I have my kids and the next day I go to work at that's, I don't, I don't know what people are doing. I mean, I haven't been to a bar and I don't know how long yeah. I don't know, you know, some kind of a hermit when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. I've kind of been leaning more towards that side as of late, you know, just being that I I don't find many people that, that I relate to, uh, not only just because of having a business or what have you, but it's just like the same mindset, you know, um, there's a lot of people that just focus on the bad things that are going on and just, uh, they just want to unload their problems and not talk about maybe some future plans or ideas that they have or things that they want to create, which is, that's what really interests me, you know? So in the last few years, man, I've been taking, like, I've been backing up from a lot of friendships that I've had for a long time because it's just like, dude, like you said, I don't have that much free time anymore. Right. And my my time is valuable, and I'm giving you my time for free so you can make me feel like shitty, like, no man, I can't. I can't do that no more. So, dude, a lot of the time that that I appreciate is time with my family or shit, even even time by myself. Yeah, you know, just to to reflect on life and to just not be burdened by anybody else's outlook on life. Right. You know, and then when they start telling you about their life and their issues, then if you're a problem solver, which most business owners are, you kind of see like, well this wouldn't have happened if you didn't do this. And once you bring that up, then they don't want to hear that. Right. You know? Well, it's kind of like, you know, I just feel like in general people, when people say, you know, I'm not a drama person, they're a drama person. That's <laughs> yeah. what that means. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and so I've had it in my life where, I mean, I have my good friends, you know, we talk on a daily basis, stuff like that, or by daily mm-hmm. basis. And, um, some of them got out of cars, whatever. But the ones that are in the cars, you know, we still talk. And what I find since, like, I kind of started doing these builds, like, when I started getting just heavily into it back in, like, the 2010s where I was just 
like popping shit out of the oven every six months, you know, yeah. just like I had nothing but time on my hands. And, um, I think, you know, I would go to the track and then I had my friends there and then, you know, some other people would come and then they're like, Oh, is it cool if we come by, you know, blah, blah. And you know, I'm a socialist guy to these people, you know, I'm like, I'm there having fun with them talking, you know, and we're chatting up and then, you know, they come and it's like, they're not there for a friendship. They're there to see what I got. You know what I mean? And that I started, it took a, a while to tell me one of my other friends like, dude, why do you have these people come over? Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, they're, they're homies, right? They're at the track and we see each other. He's like, no, he's like, dude, they, they want to see what you have. They want to be around this stuff mm. and take pictures and, you know, like, I would get tagged in these things, and it's like, the fuck, this dude opened my door and, like, sat in my car and took a picture and then posted it, and it was like, all right, yeah, we're we're done with that. Oh, you know? shit. Yeah. And so, I kind of pushed those people out of my life, and um, <clears throat> so that that's kind of weird, you know? I mean, I'm not, like, I don't think I'm anything special. I just, I'm into this shit. I build cars, you know, and if you're into cars, we're cool, you know, and I'll hang out with you. I'll be normal. But when you bring your problems and, you know, if you do shit like that, you're opening the doors of my car, then, you know, we we got a problem. Yeah. And I, I think that that's not really a friend. You know, it's it's an acquaintance. I yeah. Think, right? So. Yeah. And that's one thing that I found out as well is that um, a lot of these people that I did think were friends, they're just around because the the because of the brand or because they wanted to be around it or, you know, um, just be a part of of the hustle that was going on but when when things start to slow down or when something else looks a little more attractive you see everybody go that way and it just makes you feel like really lonely you know it's just like damn i thought people people thought i was i thought they were my friends yeah you know and then you just come to find out that they're just around because they want to be with with whatever's going on at that time and dude that that happens a lot and i mean it's it's a lot my fault too because I'm not catching those those red flags when they come up. Yeah, I mean you just want to hang out and have fun, right? That's yeah. all it is. Especially like, I don't know, it's different when you you have friends from high school, and maybe one or two of them will be around when you're mm -hmm. older, you know. And I think from your 20s to 30s, I feel like people get what they can out of you. Yeah. You know, um, you know my whole deal is like, hey man, you you need something done in your cards, bring some beer down, we'll freaking weld it up, and you know just bring like a 30 pack, no, yeah. no big deal. And then dudes would just show up with their parts and no beer. And it's like, well, what do you want me to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. So like the, I don't know. I mean, that's not even a big deal. I'm just saying in general, um, like especially in, in my place, it was so, because we're very open, uncensored about stuff. So like if some dude had like, you know, a, like a, a step in his walk, like, what's wrong with your leg are you are you retarded or something yeah. you know and then they get, they get pissed off and yeah it's like dude i'm just kidding it's obviously the elephants in the room and if you don't find the humor in that that's weird yeah. people are so fucking sensitive and so like i don't know i don't go out and like bully people or anything like that i do fuck with people online every once in a while and some of it's so past their head they don't even know yeah. you know or i'll just ask stupid questions or whatever but like I don't know. I just, I can't be around that shit. It's weird. It's stressful, you know? And I know why they're stressed because they're too, they're too uptight. And so it's very hard, at least for me, because, um, I just have such a weird sense of humor that I'm, it's hard to be around for some people. Like my wife can't even take half the shit that I do, you know? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I have to act normal around her, but when I wild <laughs> out, it's like just the guys, you know? Yeah. So 
that's cool man uh it's yeah i understand what you mean about the sense of humor bro because sometimes i'll just push it when i'm around a certain type of people you know with my wife or whoever i'm around i'll push it to the level man because i feel like there's so much shit that i just can't say on a regular day basis yeah i mean you can't be fucking absolutely crazy right like just say random shit when you're out with your wife and kids but like you know when you're with the boys or whatever and you know but it seems like now people are so fucking sensitive you got to watch out what you say yeah you know uh when i did that ibox show uh uh, it was the first time i ever went to one it was pretty cool Uh i got to see what other people are doing you know um whether it was like you know crazy whatever their style was you know it's still fun to see what people do yeah you know and um so that was kind of cool but i know people are very judgy there right like oh this guy's this and that like who gives a fuck yeah you know your car looks like shit and now you're talking about this guy's car you know who's in the show yeah exactly so it's like all that stuff is eyes uh what is it eyes are in the beauty of the beholder you know that car for whatever it is is worth that to that person you know kind of thing and then you know if if you told me like hey man your car looks like shit or you did this i wouldn't take any offense to it whatsoever you know um so i just find it yeah the older i get I don't know about you. I just, I don't really care yeah. about that stuff. Like if I had less friends, um, I would have very little to worry about, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, no, you're definitely right, man. Like just being business owners and being busy all the time, there's so much that our attention needs that we, the less people around, the less people giving you issues is, is kind of better, which is like a gift and a curse at the same time. You know, it's just, then you really don't have i mean i'm just speaking for myself like most of the stuff that i do is is work related or family related anything else is just i really don't spend that much time with friends and and things like that because i just feel like most of the people that i i grew up with or uh spent time with in my early 20s or worked with when i when i worked at best buy it's just like all of those relationships those people are kind of still just in that same mentality and locally i really don't have many people that kind of kind of think on that that higher level you know and like i said earlier it's not even about money it's not about a business it's just like tell me about some cool stuff that you want to do right you know if you're gonna go on a hike or something like that or you want to go fishing or something different you know what 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 does your life mean to you what what do you want your story to to look like at the end of your life you know and a lot of these stories are just like nothing that i, I want to be a part of and dude it makes me sound like a dickhead even saying it you know but it's just like i need something even more something more stimulating to 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 like spend time ar- around that kind of person does that make sense yeah it's well for example um a good friend of mine frank it's funny we you know, we can go somewhere, right? Like if we go into Laguna Seca or whatever, six hour trip. Yeah. We could, we'll talk and then we won't talk for an hour, maybe more. And there's no, it's just dude shit. Like yeah. that's it. When I'm in the car with my wife and she's talking, you know, and I like, I'm like, all right, I need a break, you know, <laughs> yeah. just little. And then she's like, oh, you're so insensitive and this and that. It's like, no, it's just that like, you know, that's how dudes are, you yeah. know, like we, we like to, but with that said the shit i talk about is complete nonsense it makes no like between me and my buddy frank or you know whatever it's like 
I'll say some of the craziest shit. He's more reserved, but he gets how I am. Yeah. And I kind of feel like when we do certain things or go somewhere, he knows how I get. Like if we're going to go off-roading and, you know, I got a 30-pack of shitty ass cores Light, he's going to kind of be there and make sure that I'm not going to jail. Kind of <laughs> yeah. Thing. And he's down for whatever we're doing, you know, and he doesn't judge. He doesn't, you know, I say some crazy shit that I know is probably way beyond. And he's just like laughs or whatever you know yeah we're like some people i'll say some stuff and like they'll be like are you gay i'm like yeah. no <laughs> but you know then it's like i don't know it's 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 really weird the older you get like i just don't if you don't like my sense of humor don't be around me kind yeah. of thing because that's how i am you know i mean i i don't act a fool all the time when i'm you know i'll whatever i just act like a normal person yeah but like if i'm at the shop or we're out getting at the track and we're boozing it up or something like that or after racing there's like my light goes off with weird shit you know i don't like basic um conversations yeah you know i don't like people that hold shit in about what they say like if you think that guy sucks say it you know and it's the same thing like i wouldn't bring you to my shop and tell you to fuck off you know I tell you to fuck off if you like did something stupid like that was like you shouldn't be doing like going in someone's car taking a picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I'm never going to put someone in a corner and just treat them like shit, you know? So like, I don't know that for me as a friend, like those are like the qualities. And then, you know, the cars and all this is just it's just part of all having fun. You know, I don't like going out to eat dinner and talking about cars. And what I'm going to do, those days were like when I was in my yeah. teens, you know, but like, let's talk about, you know, wouldn't be, this is going to be super immature and people are going to probably hate me even more. Like there's times where, you know, we'll be at the shop and I'm like, dude, let's go fucking run over some mailbox mailboxes, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and I'm, yes. <laughs> and that's the kind of shit we do sometimes. And it's like, it just, it comes up and you're either down or you're not, you know? <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm not into shit. like, I'm not into running um, naked into like grocery stores and shit like that. <laughs> but like, I'm down to fuck something up, you know? Yeah. So. What's the most recent thing you've done? I love this. <laughs> oh, I think like two weeks ago, um, we were going to eat somewhere and I was uh, was driving my, uh, my pickup. It's lifted and uh, kind of hillbilly white trashish. <laughs> And uh, instead of going around the parking lot, I just decided to drive through the bushes. And <laughs> I went back like two days later. I was like, fuck, man, they're all gone. So the fact that the cops weren't there was great because otherwise, I mean, I don't even think that's the kind of shit that I know I'm going to end up in jail one day, just yeah. not looking for cops. And I do shit like that. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it damages property and it sucks and I'll pay for it. But it's just like sometimes I just, I can't help myself. <laughs> Oh, shit. Is this going to get me in trouble? No, dude. You can say whatever the fuck you want to say, dude. This this platform is free. You can say whatever you want, but you got to deal with the responsibilities <laughs> yeah. of the bush owners. Yeah. I don't think they speak English, so we might be we might be good. But, um... Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just like to party. That's, yeah. That's pretty much it. You Have know? you been like that since you were young? Since I was a kid. Really? Yeah. I've... I was in behavior classes since, or they call it special ed, um, <laughs> since fourth grade, 
pretty much until I went. Well, so my whole thing about high school is I was in the ninth grade four times. So I did my four years of high school. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I remember the, la- the last, oh, God, what was it? The last like month of school, they were teaching us how to write checks, right? In yeah. the special ed classes. And I mean, we you had I mean you had people with like serious problems. My deal is just like I have serious uh, attention span problems. You know, yeah. I'm sure it's I'm gonna be hard to follow on this because I nah, just jump you're all good, over the place. Bro, you're good. <laughs> but anyways, um, I remember uh, we had this janitor. Well, I'll get to that in a second. All but anyways, right. I was they were teaching us how to write checks, and um, I said something derogatory to our. Uh, our teacher, he was this Irish guy, and it just so happens it was an Irish parade in Chicago. And I was like, "Hey, you fucking alcoholic! Why are you not downtown drinking?" Oh shit! And he like shoved the uh, table in my chest and was like, "Get the fuck out of my classroom!" So I took these checks that they were teaching us how to do, and uh, we were on the fourth floor, I think. So I was like, "Fuck these things!" I just start ripping them up, and I'm like, "I want to see it rain down the stairwell." Yeah. So uh, I just I ripped them up while I was waiting for them to come. I was sitting out in the hallway by myself, so I was like, fuck it. I just walked over to the stairwell, and I threw it off the side, and this fucking janitor, he had like three fingers, man. He saw these checks. <laughs> he saw these checks coming down like rain, and he just looked up, shook his head. He was like, fuck, I got to clean this shit up? Dude, I was laughing so hard. I was by myself. It was just like, that shit was so funny. I still laugh about that. I mean, I'm not explaining the whole way it went down, but man, I still think about stuff like that. So... <clears throat> I've had problems my whole life with yeah. stuff like that, you know. Um, there's just like shit. If my mom hears this, I don't want to say the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I my kid, I feel it has the boy has the same tendencies. Oh shit! Um, he's fucking wild. Um, he will he will get an ass whooping and still push it, you yeah. know, um, just to mess with me. Like he'll do stuff get me to my bullying point and then just start laughing. I'm like, fuck, that's me. That's what I used to do, you know? And so I'm not worried about it. Cause yeah. he's not like a little shit. Like in the fact that like he's going to do drugs or he doesn't, you know, he's, he's not around that kind of environment. So like, he's definitely going to push my buttons for sure. Yeah. As long as he turns out good, that's all that matters. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to teach him whatever I can, but yeah, man, I, I still have my own problems like now. I mean, I'm just, I mean, you can't, I don't know if you can see me, but yeah, I can see I'm just <laughs> dressed like a normal white guy wearing a golf shirt, you know, it so says golf sucks, right? But it's a golf shirt nonetheless, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, if you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't think I'm just, you know, I'm an average white guy <laughs> Yeah, and I'm walking down the street and I'm checking out your fucking mailboxes. <laughs> I'm about to break that shit. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. So did you have a lot of uh, problems with your parents growing up? Yeah, uh, not well. My mom kicked me out when I dropped out of high school, so I had for the, to for your fourth year of ninth grade. Yeah, it was fucked. Um, and and I'm in special ed, so it's even worse, you know. I mean, there was this chick who was had Tourette's, like she belonged there. She needed the help. Um, there was this other guy who like had is this. I remember this uh, this guy Tom. I used to skateboard with him, but he had some social problems. He was kind of quiet. He was cool. But uh, one day I, I had a rubber band and I just flicked it at him and like stuck on his eyelid. And he was like looking at me and this this rubber band is like dangling off his eyeball. <laughs> he like gets up like the Hulk, picks his fucking chair up and like throws it at me. 
I was like, dude, I thought we were cool. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I have issues, I guess. But um, I knew right and wrong. Like, I knew, yeah. I mean, I got arrested for skateboarding probably 50 times. Oh, you know what shit. I mean? But never, like, I went to, I didn't go to jail for, like, robbing a fucking liquor yeah. store or anything like that. Like, I'm not that stupid. Got you. Know? you. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's fun, though. I mean, it's, I mean... It's the shit that makes me laugh, you know? Yeah. I, like, I've seen every comedy show. Like, I think the last time I had a great time watching a comedian was, like, Dave Chappelle, mm -hmm. you know? Outside of that, like, I don't know. Andrew Dice Clay's, like, kind of a dirtbag. He's not that funny to me. But, yeah. like, it's hard to get those laughs where I'm, like, gut-busting laugh unless I'm doing something fucking crazy, you know? Have you ever heard of Joey Diaz? No. Oh, you got to check him out, dude. He's a um he's a comedian, really good friends with Joe Rogan. He's always on that show, but he has okay. his own podcast too. He's a fucking nut, bro. And no, he's never. he's lived like 17 lives. He used to rob people. He kidnapped people, been in jail, sold drugs, and he'll just on his podcast just talk about all those old stories and it's like, "Fuck, dude." It's crazy, man, because I don't even drink soda. You know, I don't even eat McDonald's, and this fucking guy is still alive after yeah. all the shit that he's done. You know? Yeah. No, it's. I mean, I, I've met, I've met some interesting people in Chicago, to say the least. I mean, some like shit that movies were made from their family, but you you look at that life, and it's like, man, it's fucking crazy. Like people getting killed over yeah. just stuff is just nuts. I mean, that that's like a whole nother. That's not even my. I don't even look at that as like a good thing, you know, but yeah. um I don't know. It's it's very odd. I feel like there's so much to be offered online or just in general. There's too many products. Mm -hmm. And so I compare that to like finding a good comedian. It's like you have to go through 200 to find one good one. Yeah. You know. Um but yeah, it's it's hard, man. The whole thing like that I want to do is just laugh and yeah. have fun. Like that that's it. Um, but it's hard to get that unless it's like brought on by something stupid, you know, that starts at the shop. Yeah. Know? I feel you. Have you ever thought about doing comedy? No, no, because I'm awkward. Yeah. Right. So like, sometimes that's a good comedy though. When you just say something and you let other people react, but like you don't really react to it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be in my head to understand half the shit I'm saying because I don't say what i'm trying to say because yeah. i don't get it out kind of thing you just <laughs> yeah. it's like one of those things you gotta pick it up so yeah so when you were growing up did you have a lot of friends that had the same uh comedy as as you no not really i mean we grew up um you know mo like most skateboarders we all had some kind of family problems right like yeah. you were asking me about my mom and dad so yeah. my parents were divorced okay and um but yeah skateboarding was like there's talented people but they all came from different walks of life like mm -hmm. drug addict parents or divorced parents or um it's very rare that we went to one of our friends house that where the mom and you know father still live together you know yeah so with that being said my mom worked a lot uh, when i was younger and she wouldn't get home till like nine o'clock at night so i had like all this time oh, shit. yeah when i was like mm, maybe from like 12 to 15 i got in a lot of trouble mm -hmm. not like crazy shit but you know quite a bit of trouble and all of our friends somehow just kind of were into the same thing you know and then we became car guys and then that uh, you know we got older and yeah. some matured and some didn't i was talking about this on the yesterday's podcast it's so weird that a lot of 
uh, car enthusiasts used to skate before before that hobby. For sure. Um, what do you think it is about skating that 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 brings so many different people uh, together? I think it's kind of like I don't know. It's like a hobby that you don't think it's going to turn into a lifelong thing at first. Maybe it's something that you're like, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, I'd like to look at stars. All right. So I'm going to buy a, a telescope. telescope. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, cool. And then you put it away for five years and most likely end up giving it away. And then there's people like, Oh, I want the next telescope. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with skateboarding, it was kind of like, you're, you're into it. You want to learn how to ollie kickflip. Next thing you're doing rails. Next thing you know, you, now you got a crew of guys you're with. And then, you're all trying to, it was like with me when I was skating, I skated for a long time. Um, I, it was like, I couldn't do my best shit if my guys weren't there, mm, you know, like, yeah. and so that was kind of like a big thing. And I feel like cars kind of relate to that where it's like, you can still express yourself and whatever it is. I mean, look at your style versus my style, yeah. right? Completely different. Yeah. But we're into our own stuff and here we are talking, right? Yeah. So like, I think it's just a, um, evolution of whether it what if we weren't into cars what if we were into something else you know what i mean like it's just somehow skateboarding transferred into cars and i I don't know how okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute yo what's up fool make sure you check out downstar for all of your dress up needs get it popping over here we have all the kiss for the k series the b series the transmission the mouse the engine the total baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking Impulse in this bitch. Hit us up, downstarring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message, and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. Yeah, how it, was. it definitely does, man, because I've talked to too many people and they all that used to skate or even some skated like really heavily before they were even into cars. And it just it, you don't really hear that many people saying like, oh, yeah, I used to play football a lot. And then I just got into cars. You right. know, it always seems more of kind of like the uh, the the more. Wait a second. Those are the Trans Am drivers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about those guys. The, the guys that go to college parties and rape girls and drive trans <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, but it is. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. It was always those guys at the street races, and it was like Kyle or Chad. You know, was their name? Was it like dazed and confused, where yeah. uh, you get older but they stay the same age? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That was the theme of my mustache. Kind of <laughs> Dude, if I was to shave everything off, my mustache would look pretty fucking crazy, man. Dude, I, my wife went out of t- um My wife and kids went to Iran for a month to yeah. visit their family. And I was like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I can look like an idiot and I'm not going to get yelled at. So yeah. I decided last, let's see, I dropped them off the airport on uh, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. And um, I just decided to grow a mustache and yeah. so here we are this is like oh, the premature 
premature stages of my mustache. I don't know where I'm going to go with it. If I'm going to let it thicken out or if I'm going to... It looks you know. pretty thick right now. Yeah. So I want to get maybe to like where yours is at. Yeah. You know? Yours goes with your beard, but I might, I might do... You know, let it kind of come out a little bit and then cut mm. it. I don't know. I think you could go with the curly joints. That yeah. Might, that might be a good one. I just kind of, I, I just like the dick bag look. I don't know. <laughs> I can't grow shit right here. Yeah, I, I got know. that right I don't here. I what the fuck happened, dude. I tried to grow a beard like a couple of years ago and I had these like empty spots right here. Yeah. And I just, I, it's like, I look like a fucking idiot. So I just cut it. So. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with me right now. I'm pretty much just going to let it rock until... I don't know. It catches in a fan or something, man. Trim your ball hair and just fucking glue it on, man. I might just curl my ball hair and see what the fuck happens, dude. Yeah. And just get it. It's going to be hidden in the weeds. It's not that <laughs> The weeds don't got to be that high to hide you, it, but... <laughs> you can donate it. Ball hair? Yeah. Oh, shit. Maybe. Dude. I don't know. Hey, you got to be some kind of person to, to be upset for not being able to grow some ball hair, dude. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean... Yeah, no, it would be good. You probably wouldn't have as much chafing yeah right? and it would look longer too yeah you know everything would look a little bigger yeah i think ball hair is just really fucking weird <laughs> right because yeah. you ever get those ones that are like longer than your dick <laughs> <laughs> the gray ones i have gray ball hair oh, i wonder who gave me that one hey you know what the shitty part about being a woman is what? is having to have like balls in your face you ever thought about that yeah dude and especially like dudes are not really that clean yeah you know um going back to like the eating ass kind of things yeah. like yeah um <clears throat> i i can imagine a girl eating a guy's ass that's not that wouldn't be the especially like thing, you know yeah well so the thing about that i mean those people when they meet it's like how do they how do they meet like how do you find out you're like a chair smeller or a fucking a chair, you know, a chair smeller. or whatever uh or like an asshole liquor like how do you how do these people find each other you can't you know? put a chair smeller and an asshole liquor in the, the same, same thing it's not the same thing a chair smeller likes to smell the chair because of asshole right yeah like you know uh and then he's obviously going for the asshole when he puts his tongue on it so i feel like you know that's pretty gross but I still, between that and like having balls in my face, I couldn't do it. Women are fucking pretty gross if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that sometimes they need to get a little grosser. Fuck yeah. it, man. Just... I mean, it's cool if you're only thinking of yourself, but you know, if you think about the others, like, man, I feel horrible putting my balls in their face. Yeah. Especially after like a 12 hour work day. Well, just think about this one. Just think about these rappers that are out on the road and then they do their show and then after that they go fuck like four or five chicks like no matter their rappers no matter their millionaires those dudes are probably stinky as fuck dude. yeah yeah it's pretty gross and they probably have like their leather pants on or whatever their style is but they're like you know they're <clears throat> fishing there's women willing to deal with that so they don't have to get a job and sit yeah. at home you know somebody's willing to deal with it yeah you know someone's dealing willing to deal with i'd the rather work now. man like yeah. there's that million dollar question we always talk about at the shops like man would you suck a dick for like five million dollars i'm like no i not not even for all the money in the world because after you have that money and you acquire that lifestyle you're gonna have to live with that image in your head for the rest of your life so then it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about how rich people are fucking miserable like what did they do to get that money you know? suck the dick right <laughs> like you could buy all these cars you could have a fucking hot wife it doesn't even matter but every time you go to bed you're gonna have to have that like 
thing you know it's like fuck i put a dick in my mouth you know well especially if that person is still alive and like tormenting you well it's it it, that person can be dead it's still in your head for the rest of your life you know what if the person was dead when you did it um that's 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 worth at least 50 mil no that shit is fucking worse i feel like that's just as bad as like sucking your dog's dick or like letting them bang in the ass you know it's just as bad (laughs) equally so, I think sucking dead dick is pretty bad, bro. It is. It is. But I think it's even worse. But that person's dead, right? But the the grossest part is when that dude's sitting there down there looking at you while, you know, once you make eye contact with, you know what I mean? There like, has to, to me, be though, some rules, dude. I don't know. For this joke to have gone on for so long, some people have to have done that. Like, hey, I'm super rich, you know, just goes to a grocery store and tells some random, like, manly-looking dude, like, hey, I'll give you five million bucks to blow me right now. That you think that that's happened before? No. No? I'm, maybe a thousand bucks someone's done before, <laughs> you know? But the the thing is, it's kind of like, think about it this way, right? Like, if you were, if you were, um, like, uh, you know, you had your turbo honda right yeah. and you're like fuck it, i'm gonna buy a lambo and then you get in a lambo and you're like fuck man i spent like you know 250 grand on this car and you drive it every day and like this thing fucking sucks yeah. after sitting you're just like i wish i would just had the money right like yeah. what we were talking about earlier yeah yeah yeah. so i think the same would <clears throat> be said for like sucking dick or whatever for that kind of money it's like i mean money's nice but god damn that's a lifelong commitment you have to deal with mentally you know yeah it's just it's not worth it you're better off just getting a job you know and working i guess that's the fast track to uh being a millionaire though yeah well some people you know do what they gotta do yeah i think it would be a lot harder for uh to to find that opportunity i don't think those opportunities are just going around i mean it's kind of hard for i mean you would definitely have to go to the gay community you know it's like women are on a daily basis you know bothered you know, imagine being a dude. It's like, come on, dude, I'll fucking give you a thousand bucks to lick my balls. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude. So, so what do you think about all the girls that uh, that they do live that lifestyle? You know, they're just they're basically prostituting themselves. For, I can tell for you, fame, all about that. Really? I mean, my wife's Persian, so mm-hmm. most Persian women don't work. Not all, but yeah. the ones that are like you know Kim Kardashian style, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're fucking. Well, the president's wife, same shit, mm-hmm. you know? It's like they're 20 years younger than the, you know, the dude. The guy's fucking loaded, and they sit at home. They don't do shit all yeah. day. And that seems to be the case in most countries, too. I mean, whether it's not here, but like in Russia, or if it's Iran, or if it's like, you know, Middle East, the women stay at home. Yeah. And the man makes the money, and that's kind of how it is. Now, if he wants you to lick his balls, you got to lick his balls. That's it, you yeah. know? And um, if you don't want to lick his balls, then get a job and lick someone else's balls you, you want to lick. Yeah. That's the way I see it. <laughs> so I, I can't deal with that shit, man. Well, like, that's the other thing, too, about L.A. It's all about, like, show. You know, it's like driving the fancy car, showing the fucking Rolex. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, it's so funny when I hear people say, oh, dude, fucking, you get so many chicks with, like, Ferrari or this. It's like, no, you don't. Because if you actually own one, it's a bunch of dudes that fucking bother you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, can you take a picture of me while I'm holding the pump and the blah, blah, blah. That shit. If you're into dudes, buy a fucking Ferrari, buy a Lambo. <laughs> but in reality, there's this misconception. They think, like, women want this stuff. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't. And, and if it does attract that kind of woman, then she's a hooker, yeah. you know? And not that that's bad. I mean, if you're into hookers, that's cool. <laughs> but I mean, just you can't, you can't tell people, oh yeah, you know, we're in love. Like, no, she fucking loves you because you have money. Yeah. That's it, you know? Yeah. I see that a lot, man, especially with like, um, <clears throat> with, you know, musicians or whatever, actors or whatever like that. It's like, you know, they're only with you for your money, right? And that, that has to, I don't care who you are, dude. And at two o'clock in the morning when everybody's asleep or whatever, and when you're in, in bed by yourself, it's just like the, the sucking dick for five million bucks. You have to think, you have to look over at the, the girl and it's like, yeah, she's a fucking supermodel. But yeah, if I didn't have this money, she wouldn't be here. Do you think that they ever, ever feel like that? Or they're just too shallow to even contemplate that? I don't think it's any different than... Um, like a stripper right mm -hmm. they go and get naked and fucking sell a dream to some horny single dude you know or some douchebag who's married yeah in reality that's maybe not the way they think but that's how they make a living for themselves and i think that's how some women are but you know for every woman that wants that there's a dude who provides that yeah you know? so it's kind of like again i mean you look at this look at fucking donald trump and melania i mean dude do you see him on tv and they she looks fucking miserable yeah you know and like he's a fucking i wonder do you think he's gonna deport her i don't know for the bro. next the next one right like next term he has to have a new wife right that's the way it's you gotta, gotta be. switch it up so but that it's so funny i'm like um not to sound political in any way i just like i always thought he was a douchebag right yeah because before being a president but like same shit like dude's fucking 70 years old smelly old balls right 100 percent. what do you talk with like what do you have in common with someone who's 30 years younger than you yeah right other than just having sex i mean that's that's it and then now she got drugged into being like you know this um the first lady or whatever it's just it's so fucking awkward to watch this show but in fact it's reality because that's what america is yeah you know, we're the fucking <clears throat> give me the biggest chips the biggest drink you got i want the shiniest car you know i want the hottest chick on my arm yeah and i feel like that's what people look up to which yeah. is pretty fucking sad i think i think trump is a very big representation of the, the values that we do have in in our society you know it's just you want the most ridiculous amount of things you want your name on everything you want the hottest chick you want you want to be the biggest the baddest you and I mean, he's at that point where he he's he's reached that pinnacle, and you know, before he became president, before people even paid attention to whether he's racist or not or whatever, like every rapper was speaking about him. Oh, for sure. He was the idol, and right. he was so many people's idol before. But even now, Obama said, "Yeah, I wanted to be like Donald Trump." You yeah, know, when he was in college. But I, the thing is, like, I, I feel like those people are like, do you know anyone who listens to Drake? Me. You listen to Drake? I love Drake. Okay. Attack um, me. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, do you, do you, like, think that the clothes he wears is, like, attractive in any kind of way? Do you find yourself, like, man, I wouldn't mind having, like, a clean fucking cut like him and having, like, the rings and, like, the fucking high top shoes and, like, I feel like people idolize people and then try to live that lifestyle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And gotcha. so, for example donald trump mm -hmm. your average american is like yeah man i want fucking money i want fucking hot ass wife yeah. i want to be a fucking millionaire yeah. like i don't i don't find that um 
attractive yeah whatsoever you yeah. know what i mean it's like dude just be you you know? yeah it's weird yeah and i think that a lot of people don't put stock in that and it's it's as cliche as it sounds like nobody else <clears throat> can be you you're the only you and that's that's as unique as as it can be you know yeah. and i've fought, i've gone through that so much especially in in my high school years not knowing who i was and trying to emulate whatever i thought was cool and then growing up and and just being in my early 20s and still doing the same thing you know like spending 400 bucks on a belt right. or something just because i had it and and you know now me being in the position where i can have all those things i'm just like dude i'm just wearing my own shirt and right. just some fucking old navy pants you well know? like skateboarding right going through all the the uh trends like you know when i started <clears throat> I, I started skateboarding when i was like nine until i was 20 mm -hmm. right so i, Damn. I was doing it a, a long time and uh you know i had like local shop sponsors and stuff like that back in uh back in the midwest but, yeah you know to to be current to i remember like the whole when these like sub categories like you know everyone had like the uh fresh jive big ass pants you know and like my mom was like you look like a fucking idiot you know <laughs> yeah but that was so cool i didn't care what my mom thought you yeah. know i was like i wanted to look like those dudes on thrasher magazine or trans yeah. world and then like i think right around the time big brother came out uh -huh. is when you started to see the diversity of like you know you had the la guys like the menace guys being covered you had the east coast guys that were kind of like you know um like the tighter pants and then you had the dudes from like you know further north like washington like the uh what you call them like you know the hessians mm -hmm. you know or like the beards and like looking homeless like whole kind of thing oh got it got it got it and so i for whatever reason back then i always liked the fucking like kareem campbell yeah. style of dress you know the fucking mini shirts and like you know the baggy pants not too baggy but you know like a hip-hop skater yeah yeah i i really really love that shit and i think i even had like gold teeth that i bought in st louis in the fucking hood <laughs> yeah. and i'm like this white kid and i'm like so funny anyways i was lucky i didn't get robbed yeah um for your teeth yeah dude they weren't like they turned like bronze in like a month it was so funny but um yeah so like as i got older and i actually started working um and you know it was i always got shit with the older guys they used to you know make fun of me the way i dress and yeah. stuff like that um and it's weird, like, as I get older, I don't know what happened. I just, like, I just, once I hit, like, 35, man, you got one year left. It's yeah. going to hit you. You're like, I got to get dad clothes. So I'm wearing, <laughs> like, the shorts a little bit above my knees and, like, you know, <laughs> fucking these, like, dad shoes and, like, dad shirts, you know. The new balances, huh? Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's my style right yeah. now. I don't have a fucking style. I'm, yeah. You know, it's, like. I don't know. My wife is always fucking talking shit to yeah. me about like me too. How I dress. <laughs> yeah, you're not going out with the boys tonight. I'm like, no, I know, but what's just put something nice on. I'm like, man, see, that's the thing. You want me to be somebody who I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say the same shit, dude. Yeah. So it's all about class, you know. I mean, it, like with my wife, you know, she's like, you got to be presentable, even though you're not. And I'm like, okay. But it's funny, my, um, so they're in Iran and I talked to her, so they're like 12 or 11 hours ahead of us. Okay. So she called this morning when, uh, when I was on the way here and she was telling me, you know, they have parties every night, basically, uh -huh. you know, and, um, they dress up every night. Yeah. And so she's like, you know, Sasha, my son is, uh, 
having a hard time dressing up like he gets mad he'll he'll wear it like once and then the next day forget it he wants his nike shorts and stuff like that yeah so she's like he's you can't tell him anything he has that temperament that i had as a kid yeah. so he's like i'm not wearing this shit. i don't want to get dressed and he's like crying until he gets his way and she's just had enough okay fine you wear your shorts that's how i was i yeah. hate dressing up um you know if i go to a wedding obviously i'll wear something but yeah, yeah. you're not catching me wearing no fancy shit during the day yeah you know? no i feel you man and then too like i was saying in my early 20s most of the reason i was doing that stuff is because i wanted to look like i was doing better than i actually was you know and it had a lot to do with insecurities that i had right and um being able to go through that and now just like looking in on my older age and looking like at how things are and society and you know social media or whatever and seeing that these the image that these people are trying to portray it's like so easy for me to see that it's just an insecurity from them that they're they're um that's manifesting into like oh i want to look like this i want to have gucci this or versace or whatever and yeah. even i want to look like these rappers or whatever but some of those guys i see them like yeah i understand that outfit that you have is maybe like ten thousand dollar outfit but like you still don't have swag bro it still doesn't look good like right. it, it, it looks dumb you know what i mean you know what i feel like and I, I don't know what your thoughts on this i mean i like harleys and stuff yeah. but motorcycle guys like once they buy in a harley to be specific they always wear the same shit, like the leather vest. Yeah. And then they have like, you know, the motorcycle club. You know, um, I went uh, a couple years back with my old man's a, uh, a Harley guy. So uh -huh. he, he actually goes from like St. Louis. He'll ride his motorcycle from St. Louis to LA or he's oh, crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's crazy. Wow. But um, we went to Laughlin a few years ago. And it just, it was like you go to these things it was like this you know this ride they do I, it's a annually thing and it's just like all the dudes look the same they yeah. all have the leather fucking vest they all have a bald head or if they don't have a bald head they have the long beards yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like dude it's so it's so weird just be normal yeah. just normal you don't and you look the thing is like you look like a fucking trash man yeah you know what i mean like i know it's cool but you look on the outside look you look like a fucking trash man yeah and you're not special by any means, you're actually the same as everyone else here. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know, man. It's kind of like the older, like, 1950s, 60s cars, right? It's like, I appreciate those cars. Like, you know, like the old school, like, Latino, you know, Dayton's with the, yeah. you know, everyone's dressed the same. They're all wearing those fucking dickies that go down their ankles yeah. and the fucking looks. And, like, they're not even listening to normal music. They're listening to the music of that era of the car. And I just find that so weird. Maybe that's offensive. I don't know. But it's like the equivalent of that would be like if I'm driving my Honda Civic, I'm listening to fucking that. Um, uh, what is that one song that I love my Honda song? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just really weird that people do that shit. And it's like I those cars are fucking gnarly. Actually, two of my friends are into that. Do the amount of uh, work that goes in those things exceeds what I do beyond. I mean, it's just fucking insane but it's just the like the whole culture like the rockabillies you know like yeah. the guys that it's just weird you don't have to dress this way to the era of whatever you're doing i just find it so strange you know yeah that's so funny that you say that because one year i went to arizona i forgot what i was i think it was uh do you know rc from rc's garage 
Uh, well, he's out of Arizona, and he had like a um, an annual meet at his shop. So I went over there for the weekend, and then we went to uh, what is it? I forget what it's called, but it's a pretty big um, like uh, low rider show out over there in Arizona, uh, Super Show or something like that. And it's pretty tight, dude. There's a lot of nice cars, but once you got in there everybody looked like they were from the mid mid 80s or i don't even know when that era was i think my dad was born in 61 71 so i would probably say like late 70s yeah. maybe some like that kind of style and then the performers were from that era to you know lighter shade of brown or you know that mc magic or whatever that kind of stuff and it's just like do you have to do you have to look like this to be able to to appreciate this kind of car right you know can i can i just not go get like a six four juiced up and just drive it like i'm right now and right. Just, you know just... well so there's a um there's a uh a hot rod shop down the street from our place and that's all they do it's mm-hmm. like you know the old mercs and stuff like that and the old chevys and um <clears throat> it's a company called starlight and um it's all they do so anyways so, uh, you know, I play hockey. I'm a hockey yeah. goalie, right? And so I wanted something on my helmet because, you know, all goalies have to have like a swag yeah. helmet, you know? And I was thinking like, uh, like, should I do a mural? Something of like having Hollywood in the background because I, I actually love the culture out here. Yeah. You know, it's... um, So it'd be something like, I'm not going to get a tattoo of that, but it'd be awesome to have like on my helmet. And so I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I, I went down there because these guys do that kind of yeah. stuff, right? They're like telling me you know well it's gonna be really hard because the surface area isn't that big and this and that and then he's like how have you thought about doing like metal flake stuff i was like no but i'm open to it yeah and he brought me in the back and showed me that these cars and he's like dude and i'm like oh that's awesome he's like yeah this guy's got like 300 grand into this car and i'm like holy wow. fuck, dude that's like i mean i'm an idiot i've spent 100 grand on the honda civic you know what i mean <laughs> but 300 grand is just insane good lord and so where's the disconnect? Yeah. If I was making that kind of money, I couldn't dress up like that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just the 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 bridge doesn't connect. When yeah. you're successful, you don't dress up like it's like Halloween. You dress up I don't know, like are you tell your kids like, hey, you know, I, dad's gotta dress like this today because I'm gonna go it's, take the car out. You yeah. know, it's so weird. It's Impala night tonight. And that's what's such a and same thing with motorcycles. I appreciate the work on the Harleys and, and like, you know, custom stuff. But I just don't get the the dress up thing. It's so weird to me, you know. But maybe I'm the fucking weirdo because you'll see a guy like me dressed like the way I am today. And I come out of a Honda Civic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. I just find it confusing. I definitely don't dress up, though. Like, you don't see me spiking my hair like fucking Dragon Ball Z going to these fucking, you know, car events. You know yeah. what I mean? So, it's weird. I just... I don't know. Yeah, I I just think maybe because you're you're a more of a, a thinker than others, and maybe others are just playing more into just like the group think. You know, oh well, this dude I would admire his build. Like this is what I kind of want to model model myself after, rather than just being like you know separating the the vehicle from like the the whole lifestyle. Yeah, you know, even I'll I'll go to like um a hip-hop show or even a, a punk rock hardcore show or something like that and i'll look the same exact at all places same. you know but once once i get in there i can see the people that i'm just like, like say i for instance i went to like a um 
like a SoundCloud rapper. So do you know do you yeah. know what that term is? Like a SoundCloud rapper. So I went to one of those shows before and it's just a bunch of, you know, early twenty year old kids all fucked up on drugs. You could tell they're all pilled out or whatever, and I'm just I went there by myself because nobody wanted to go to the show with me and I'm just tripping out on these people. I'm like, damn, dude, like you guys look stupid. Yeah. And you all look really stupid and it's just it's sad because you think you look cool. You know, and, and like you said, I don't know if it's me because I'm older or because I can I can recognize that, but it's like you don't have to get you don't have to do that stuff to to experience that event just like yeah. if you went to like a edc or something yeah like right that. you don't have to go there and you don't have to get fucking trash on acid or, or do whatever like you can just go and and enjoy it because it's it's music but to them it's more of like this is the this is the lifestyle this is what i have to do let me get all these beads and shit like this let me do and then i'm like damn that's kind of do you like doing that you know do, is, is this what you're really enjoying or are you just doing it because that's like the thing you think to do well it's like these rappers like uh was it little zan mm -hmm. like dude he looks so stupid you just want to punch <laughs> him in his face right and then like what what fucking idiot thinks that his music i mean the guy mumbles the entire time not you can be a mumble rapper and that's fine because there's actually some good mumble rappers yeah. but um this dude's just like a fuck he's like the uh the sperm that should have got swallowed you know what i mean yeah. he's like he's not interesting at all he has nothing different about it he's just a fucking drug drugged out kid yeah. that came from inland empire mm -hmm. and he's as white as can be even though he's mexican he's like you you have no street cred yeah. nothing and then you're telling people you're better than tupac or whatever he said that sent people off and the same thing with like sick takashi six yeah nine. i'm like dude is this dude gay is he like <laughs> seriously i mean He's got rainbow hair and whatever. And I'm just like, dude, these this is the shit that kids like. Yeah. And then, you know, I I have a very short attention span, so I don't like spend too much time. I don't watch TV or yeah. too much YouTube stuff. But like, I, I try watching these interviews. I make it through like five minutes and I'm like, dude, I feel like my fucking credit score has gone down just watching <laughs> this shit. You know, yeah. it's so stupid. But then that's like a whole nother generation thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I, I feel like a lot of that has to do with uh, marketing and their understanding um, how to market and how to get themselves popular. But you're 100 percent little little Zan has like three chromosomes, bro. That that yeah. dude is is gone, man. Even he just like how unintimidating he really is. Is he was at a gas station and pulled out a gun on I some dudes and they didn't even flinch. How yeah. how are you gonna pull a gun out on someone and you're so you're so not a threat. <laughs> yeah, or at least fight and try to get some street cred, even if you get your ass kicked. You know, yeah. it's kind of like going to jail. If you go to jail and some dude wants to fucking butt fuck you, you better fight or ready to die for it, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. These fucking people are weird. That's why I like my little cave. I, yeah. I go to my man cave. I work on my shit, and you know, yeah. I just I can't even keep up with all this stuff. To be honest with you. Um, I wish I didn't have to have a smartphone. Really? Yeah. If I could have a flip phone, I'd be cool with that. Yeah. Um, I I don't like texting. Most of my friends know that. Um, uh, I, to me, it takes too long to have a conversation. And then if you have too many things going on, it your entire day is consumed with texting, right? So it's yeah. like, dude, you need to just fucking call, right? Like it takes two seconds. Um, with these newer people, you have to be careful. Like they don't like it's offensive, yeah. you know? 
So like some of the guys I play hockey with are in, you know, in their twenties or whatever. I'm like, Hey, you're going to make it out tonight or whatever it is. And they don't answer the phone. They'll send a text like, dude, now I have to fucking spend five minutes of my time texting just yes or no. That's all I need. You know? But if I had to relay that in a text, that takes time, Mm -hmm. you know? So I wish I didn't have to see stuff like little Zan or (laughs) Takashi six, nine because of this fucking device. I mean, in all honesty, like, if I didn't run a business, I wouldn't have this phone. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be contacted. I don't want to be reading emails all day. Like, I don't understand why people work at like Walmart and fucking Jack in a Box and have an iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, it's not, it's not like an asshole. You're not important. It's just that you don't need any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's everything today. We just have too much bullshit that we don't need. You yeah, know? there's definitely a lot of fluff out there, man. And uh, I mean, I'm I'm in the thick of it, bro. I know everything <laughs> that's going on in the, in the culture, not only the car culture, but you know the hip hop, urban culture. And I keep an eye on everything. But a lot of uh, a lot of my reasoning for it is, for one, I, I like that kind of entertainment. It just it just trips me out to see somebody go from nothing to something, whether they don't deserve to be there whether they don't have anything that that justifies them being there like it the least the the least amount of skill and seeing how far somebody could get to me that's that's something that's intriguing because it makes me think like well shit if i'm better at this dude than this and he got to this point like what can i do to get to that point and that's on the grand scale of things but even in our community like i see a lot of bigger brands and i see a lot of the people that back in the day i used to look up to and now i'm looking i'm like dude why why the hell did i even look up to you back in the day in the first place you know it 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 like opens up a lot more opportunities for me yeah well i think and it goes beyond that too which is like what do they do with their money and how long is it going to last yeah right like most sports players rappers they don't invest they don't buy things that are going to take care i mean how many people spend all their money and they're completely broke i mean basketball players football players whatever yeah i mean that's the thing it's and i think that the microwave mentality right which is like get money quick yeah zero to 100 real quick right so like well what comes after that how do you maintain you know again this is like um once you hit you know your 40s like and you're not an athlete anymore right because you're too old to do any of this shit how are you going to live the rest of your life and then not only that like that lifestyle how long can you keep it you know so like i don't know people get rich quick but to have it so long is that's the interesting part to me you know um and it's not even properties you could invest in other things you know what i mean so like that to me is where kind of i'm at now you know because when i was younger I definitely was like, I just got to figure out how to make some money, yeah. you know? And then once I started making some money, I was like, okay, now I want the bigger thing, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, I'm always chasing this thing. I, I mean, I'm not stressed out about it or anything like that, but I mean, I'm like, how do I, like now, like, where am I going to be when I'm 60? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't even care if I have the cars or not. Like, I'm just, where am I going to be? And um, I don't think you figure that out until you're a little older, you know what I mean? Cause I don't even pretty much until like last year, I was just like floating, you know what I mean? I was just like, I was having fun with what I was doing. Didn't care about the money and money was coming. And like, ah, it's just, it's weird now. Cause in reality, it's not that much money. So like, if you think about not to sound like the financial guy here, but like, if you think 
if you're okay with making 60 grand a year and you're okay with it, that's where you're at. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're the kind of person that makes a hundred grand a year and you're okay with it, that's where you're at. If a person made, let's say half a million or a million a year, and that's their standard of life. If you took everything away from them, do you think they would be able to get right back or, or is it going to be that one time deal? You know? And so that's kind of how I look at things like, you know, justifying certain things like, yeah, you know, you're probably not going to blow your chances of being rich by spending money on your Honda Civic or whatever it is. But there's things that are beyond that, which is like, you know, you could do your car stuff and that's fun, but don't make it all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Where all your time's consumed with going to work, working on your car and then going on something like just save up. You'd be amazed how much money you can actually save if you just take your time and not blow it every time you get it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I have 50 grand. Am I really going to put it in this fucking car? kind of thing yeah and so that's kind of like where i learned you know in terms of like changing the way i think about like you know the dough like to be honest with you if i was making i mean i'm not a rich person by any means but like um i'm maxed out where i'm at i don't want to make any more and i don't even make a lot of money i'm just saying that as a business owner the amount of stress that it gives me i'm you know, I'm yeah. fucking, I'm good. Like, I don't want to make, if, if it requires me to be more stressed, I don't want to make any more money. Yeah. As a rapper, you make that money quick or a child actor, you make that money quick. And it's like, there's no plan outside of that. And once that money's gone, if you didn't have a talent or you were perishable mm-hmm. rapper, sports player, I don't know. It's weird, man. Yeah, it definitely is, man. And it, it would definitely do something to, to your ego if you didn't have that anymore and you have to go work a regular job. Right. You know, just like uh, it, was, it wasn't long ago that they were saying about, what's the, the, the little guy from Different Strokes? Willis? Yeah. No, no. Was it Willis? What are you talking about, Willis? That guy? I think, yeah, that dude that he was working at, at just some regular Gary job. Coleman? No, 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 not Gary Coleman. The other dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. The brother. Yeah. yeah he was just dude. working a yeah. regular job and it, and it kind of got like uh, a big thing for that week in the news that somebody saw him there and it's just like, dude, what the fuck else do you expect this guy to do? Yeah. You know, like that that gravy train ended in whatever the, the, the 80s or 90s or whenever that shit was. Like, what do you really expect to do? But yeah. when you're in, you're in the spotlight and everybody has this image of you, like, what are you going to do after that? Remember that That's show, over. John and Kate Plus 8? Yeah. That dude works at a restaurant now, you know? No he was shit. addicted. He was addicted to pussy <laughs> and then lost everything. <laughs> And then, you know, now he works at a restaurant. Maybe that's where he, that's his calling. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I have this other side of me Uh where I'm just like, fuck it. You know, I'm like, dude, fuck all this shit. Fuck the business. The business comes with too many just variables and like pleasing this and pleasing that. And like, not only that, getting paid is seems to be my problem. Like people always extend their um, time to pay. And, uh. So I'm like, fuck, man, maybe maybe it'd be cool if I was working at Walmart, like yeah. the greeter, you know? I yeah. could I could smoke a joint and um, probably drink a 12-pack and just <laughs> do a better job than the fucking CEO of that place, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not the CEO of Walmart, but let's say the store manager, I'm sorry. Yeah. And just not even use my fucking brain cells, you know? Um, but then, I don't know, could I get used to that lifestyle? I don't know. I definitely wouldn't want to live in the hood. I would want to live like in the woods somewhere, you yeah. know what I mean? So I wouldn't want to get like injured because some fucking idiot is shooting off whatever, 
So if I like move to like, you know, Louisiana or like some place where it doesn't cost much, I could probably do that. Maybe. You think so? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I'm at that point yet. You know, I would, I would maybe like to think that in the future I could get to that, but it's just like this California lifestyle, bro, is, is just such a big part of me and a part of who I am that I don't know if I could ever stop. You know, I spent maybe three years out of my life in Northern Nevada, um, in, uh, Gardnerville, which is right outside of Carson city. And, um, the life was just so slow there, man. And, and granted I was younger, that was in my early twenties. So I would feel like that, you know, but I don't know if maybe in my mid forties or something like that, I, I would just feel like, man, this, fuck a business you know i'd rather just work somewhere a few days out of the week and yeah as that's I'm, it as i'm like getting my friends that are my age that live here like maybe say they grew up here or whatever but they're like oh dude fuck california taxes this and that and like like if you didn't i grew up in the midwest right um and dude the weather sucks you know um we're like say in st louis man you know there's not really at the time there wasn't too much to offer you know there was a ford plant and then that shut down and yeah literally i, I just went back a couple of weeks ago and it has not changed since i left i mean it, everything is the same um a lot of old cars people don't buy stuff people don't renew people don't really take care of their properties as well there you know what yeah. i mean where here it's like not that it means anything but like there's always newer cars on the road um People are going somewhere, you know, people are working, people are active. Yeah. I feel like California people are more health conscious here. You don't see fucking obese people all over the place or like you can't even over there. You can't even go to a fucking good restaurant. It's just grease everywhere. Yeah. And like fucking drums of soda. And like, it's just, I can't live that, that life. You know, it's just, it's slow. I couldn't do that. But if you gave me some woods to live in and it was just me and myself, I'd pr- probably be doing the same shit I'm doing now. Yeah. Minus all the cool food that I don't get near my house. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's uh, It is a different place. I think California, it's like you, I didn't come from here, so I'm willing to deal. You got to use your fucking brain if you want a house here. Yeah, yeah. it's expensive, but it's California. It's yeah. not. Fu- yeah, you can get a, a house for 300 grand and. um arizona or nevada or whatever it is but it, it it's like afghanistan out there yeah. like who the fuck wants to live out there yeah um not to diss it i'm just saying they don't want to live there <laughs> no i mean dude i have some friends that are all about it man you know the fucking you ain't taking my guns friends you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah. they love it out there because you know the thing is they're like I don't know. They're pissed off that they can't leave their house with a, a fucking full oh. clip in their... A know, rocket launcher on their shoulder? Yeah, right. It's like... It's holding it. It's so fucking weird. But anyways, no, I, I, I like... I think California is probably where I'm going to stay. In yeah. particular, where I live, just because it's like you here. I'm close to the beach, and hmm. even though I don't go to the beach, it's just... Yeah. I like having that breeze, and you know... Yeah, no, I, I love California, and <clears throat> I'm, I'm willing to pay the extra money for whatever the tax is or however expensive... Uh, you know, homes are things like that, you know, and I, I understand the culture too. I understand why people are how they are. And they, they think that like, you know, to be part of the California life or the Hollywood life, you got to have expensive cars and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, that only impresses a certain type of person. Right. And then when you meet somebody like that and you have an actual conversation with them, that kind of puts everybody on an even playing field like I was talking about earlier. It's like just 
just because you have money just because you have a fancy car or whatever that that doesn't mean that you have the skills that you can communicate with uh the most as many human beings as possible and that's kind of like what what my goal is with the podcast and even with downstar and, and customer service and things like that when we go to these shows i just want to meet as many people as possible from different walks of life and yeah and just i i don't know what it is man i think it's just like taking in data and just 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 trying to to understand why people think how they do and it's and it has it really doesn't have much to do with business i think it's kind of just something that really intrigues me like yeah. why do people do certain things that they do why do they think like they do why i i like to ask why a lot rather than just just take things for face value yeah no i, I agree i i think there's like i don't know podcast is the other alternative to listening to the same song 50 times, you know, and you might learn, like I listened to some that I learned some from, um, I've always been kind of like a space nerd as a kid, you know? And, um, so I'll listen to like Neil degrees Tyson's podcast and it's cool. But then there's this other shit I'm not interested in, like the physics of a, uh, a tennis ball. It's not what I'm into. So I'll chime into, and that's, what's cool about like a podcast. It's like, you can pick and choose what you want. It was funny, like a year ago, we were talking about it at the shop of the boys and like having a podcast where we basically just invite people over to say whatever they want or like just talk shit about things you don't like or that one person that pisses you off and then have that be the basis of the show. Not to just go out there and like dog on people, but like, hey man, this is, this fucking dude is doing this and it's like, he's so full of shit that he doesn't even know it, you know? Yeah. And like but not be an asshole about it, you know, just, and then have the dude come on the show and defend himself. Oh, you know shit. what I mean? But not, that would be so cool. But yeah, I like, dude, like I told you, man, I, I always talk shit to all my friends at the shop, not like directly like, Hey, you know, you're a fucking piece of shit, but I'm <laughs> yeah. like, dude, like, why are you walking like that? You got yeah. a turd in your pants or something? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And you know, they say shit to me too. And, and so, but it would be funny just for, I think we laugh nonstop, you know? And it's like, if there was other people that were into that kind of shit, dude, you'd laugh your ass off. Cause I don't know. We thought about doing like a live view thing, but then that'd be evidence and then we'd probably be in jail. So yeah. it's like, you know, but I think what you're doing is great. And I told you that Thank before, you, I think Thank you. hopefully it works out for you and you, you know, you get, you know, uh, popular guests. Like yeah. I'm just a random guy, you know? Yeah. But, no, dude, you've, you've actually been requested a few times. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. And I've been wanting to have a conversation with you. That's um, funny it's uh it's it's really exciting just to sit down with people and just to pick their brains because not only even people that i i've known for years there's not a chance that i get to sit down with them for an hour or two and just talk about whatever and kind of get get to know them on a deeper level you know because then you sometimes you'll see somebody do something in public or say if somebody would see you online and then see see one of your caption you think damn this guy's a fucking asshole yeah you know but then when you get to talk to you it's like okay now it now it kind of makes sense everything all makes sense and that's what i like to do and just what however far this goes whatever happens with it dude uh, i'm I feel like I'm gaining knowledge from everybody that I sit down with and everybody that listens. I think they can all take something away from it. And even if you did a podcast, you know, there's value in that, man. There's value in a group of friends getting around and talking shit. I just don't know because then, you know, I 
I have these ideas, I run with them, and then I fucking abandon them. Dude, I have all this shit at my shop that I built just for, like, random stuff we talked about, and, like, it's still sitting there. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't invest the money in the equipment, but it'd be funny maybe if we all, instead of spending money on beer, put into it and kind of did it. But I don't, I think it would be too offensive for most people because my taste of comedy is well, not uh, liked by the majority. You know what I mean? No, I, I mean from your perception you know um just think about how many people feel the same way that you do being censored all the time and not being able to talk about anything that they want um podcasting and comedy like a lot of people say are one of the last forms of free speech left even i can see that if you even see like youtube if you say certain things on YouTube, they'll demonetize you. If you do certain things on YouTube, they'll pull your channel off. And no matter how big people are, if you don't have that platform, you're gone. Yeah. And you're under you're under the control of YouTube. And some of the biggest YouTubers, man, I hear them complaining all the time about them getting demonetized, somebody claiming their video or whatever. And dude, that's your paycheck. That's where you get your money from. So I've even seen a lot of YouTubers that they don't even make videos anymore and they've jumped on to podcasting because nobody can take this off. Right. And that's why I say you're just responsible for what you say. So whatever I say, I know that I'm responsible for that. But SoundCloud isn't, Spotify isn't, you know, iTunes isn't. If I say something on here and they don't like it, they're not going to take my channel away. I mean, granted, if something huge happens and right. you know it gets all over the media or whatever then, but just like on, on our level of things, even, even on a higher level, you know, like Joe Rogan or whatever. If you watch an episode of Joe Rogan, that's like always almost the number one podcast in the world, almost at all times. He's probably number one to three yeah. at all times. I've seen, I've seen a few of his. Yeah. The only one that I think there was like, two that i watched one with mike tyson was awesome I yeah i saw that and yeah. then bob lazar did you ever see yeah that? That yeah was yeah awesome. that was a good one too and it's very rare i can go through an entire podcast uh-huh. you know of watching the actual show but those were the two where i was like fuck i was thinking about it afterwards because that was like the shit mike tyson was doing was that like you saw that um that entire you saw his life unfold like to mm-hmm. nothing to something to losing it all to like dude's got his shit together again now you know and like he's not he, you could definitely tell he's fucking crazy or he'll break your neck if you piss him off the wrong yeah. way. But he, he's like explaining himself before where I think he had so much fame and was so fucked up that he couldn't express himself. And it's cool to see that on a show. So, for example, I mean, I may not be the most interesting person to talk to, but maybe there's some dickhead who likes me and he'll listen to it. But for the most part, it's like that's what's cool about a podcast. Yeah. You know, you, you like this or you like that. You know, you can pick and choose what you like. At least it's the format's offered. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And if you did put something out there, like the equipment's not expensive to put it up, to edit a video or to edit an episode, like if you're not doing video or anything like that, if you just want to put it up, it doesn't take much to edit it. And then the cool thing about it is you can always go back. Like this is episode 91. Oh, geez. Yeah, I do 91. And we haven't even been doing this for a year. So if I go back to episode 15 or something and listen to that, I can I can tell like a big difference from from where conversation has changed back then to where it is now, you know, just trying to fill my my space in this and see what I want it to be, my the most genuine representation of what I want the podcast to be. Yeah. And I kind of feel it's it's getting towards that way. I think maybe mid 
mid 150 around there it'll kind of be a, a little more solid you know we're still trying to figure out things but like this is this is a representation of me this isn't a representation of downstar you know i don't want to talk about cars all the time i don't want to talk about bolts i don't want to talk about that kind of shit this is more of what i find interesting so if i put this out there if people don't like it that's cool you know if you put it out there if people find oh this is vulgar or whatever that's cool it's not like they can stop buying your car parts you don't even do car right. shit you know and it's not like okay well, we're not going to use you for our air conditioning because you said this on a certain episode it's like that's totally different from who i am like yeah. this is my business this is what i do here and this is what i do for fun i i think there could be a huge value in it dude and i mean it would be something fun to do you know it just whatever idea that you have just make that shit happen yeah i don't know too random i i just think it would be i don't know it was a thought but it's i'm just too fucking random for things you know it's yeah. like and I, I don't think um it would be like adhd you know people <laughs> yeah. following right because like i'd switch so fast or like you know but for the most part yeah i, I don't like being told kind of what i have to say or what i don't want to do that's why like there's been some shows that i have done yeah um in the past like we've done some tv stuff yeah. with like a uh, speed vision and like you know you can't do this or you gotta do this or you have to say this when you know you're in the car and it's like dude that's not me fuck yeah. this man i don't care if you're a union worker or not i'm not i'm for what I, I you didn't have to pay me just let me go out on the track you know and get like three hours of track time and then the rest you couldn't film your commercial, your little show, whatever. But I just couldn't. I can't do it. I don't turn into that like super nice, you know, yeah. happy. I still say balls on a regular basis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna slip up. I mean, I got when I did that Hoonigan's show. I said faggot, and <laughs> you know, they're like, dude, you can't say it. I'm like, I just, I don't say faggot on a daily basis. You know what I mean? But you say it like, you know, like when i'm playing hockey or like yeah. i'm chirping somebody you know like get the fuck out of here you fag you know so like you can't do certain things on tv and i totally get it right yeah. and i just don't and it's like if i can't be myself then i don't want to do it yeah you know and um i don't know because i don't care about being like f fucking tv or whatever famous i just think it would be awesome just to have i don't know if it's too confrontational is it if we're talking shit to each other does someone take it the wrong way it's kind of like wrestling if you hold the guy the wrong way he gets all pissed off and starts punching you hard kind yeah. of thing and i think that's most likely what would end up happening if oh yeah too many people unless know? unless you knew those, those people's kind of personality but once it gets to that kind of heated level if people can't go at each other back and forth and separate that from from getting emotional and getting violent like that would be something hard. I mean, not like taking someone's like family thing or like, you know, like, again, directly saying you this fucking guy's a piece of shit. I'm not saying that at all. But, you know, bring up someone's flaws, you know, and bring it to their attention, I think would be such a great <laughs> show, you know, because there's like so many times I've seen people do stuff and I'm like, that dude is not who he says he is. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, I know, I know this motherfucker and all these people uh no we probably know the same guy <laughs> maybe few of them yeah a few of them but yeah it's one of those things dude where i'm just like i don't know man i think it would be a good format but then again i'll probably think it's a horrible idea tomorrow so who knows but yeah i changed too much yeah but um yeah that's dope though man that's that's a rare quality to have 
you know um a lot of people aren't they don't think like that you know they're not comfortable in their own skin and for you to have that comfortability and just you knowing what you want and knowing what you'll what who you are as a person like that's that's something that's not that common you know and so a lot of people are are still trying to deal with that yeah it's just it's odd to me that people are you know so insecure about their feelings but again maybe it's the way they're raised you know um i i mean when i'm with my older friends I, they always fuck with me all the time you know um even like back in chicago i mean you know i'm i'm polish right so like i that was like the thing they were like you know you're the mexican of europe you're a fucking polack you yeah. know i never got offended by it you know it wasn't like it wasn't anything i took to heart it was just like yeah, yeah. whatever it's how these guys are um you know in california doesn't doesn't fly out here people don't like joke like that yeah it's kind of weird if you like i don't i'm not racist i don't give a shit yeah um the um i mean uh i don't know it's so people are so sensitive you know again like what we were talking earlier people are just so sensitive now about what do you, you think do you think that it that it really is like that or that that's just what's um what's portrayed in the mainstream of things i don't know man i don't think like for example i don't think donald trump's a racist i just think he's a fucking arrogant person you know what i mean but yeah. i could see how majority of uneducated people would think all oh, these fucking yeah. racist you know um but I, I don't know, like when I grew up, man, it was like, I don't know, I had two black girlfriends. I never, never got fucked with, you know? Um, I mean, there's the obvious shit, like, you know, you don't go into Caprini Greens if you're a white guy by yeah. yourself, you know, you're fucking gonna get robbed or whatever. And uh, I'm sure vice versa, if they went to these, you know, white people's neighborhood and they were the only black guy, you know, so the tension's kind of always gonna be there, I think, with that yeah. kind of stuff. But um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, my wife's not white, you know, so neither are my kids. Yeah. And it's really weird when we go out and my son <clears throat> goes in the sun longer than I do. He turns a different color. Like, yeah. looks like I'm his fucking babysitter because I'm white <laughs> and he's like super tan. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's the other thing too, man. There's just like nothing good to talk about for people. Like yeah. everything is negative. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like I, to be honest too, like, I don't know how racist most people are i don't know if the if they are really racist because when i'll go to like the midwest or down south or something do you see black people and white people everywhere right. and that's the majority of what you'll see black or white people uh in restaurants you know in groups together and you know you'll see some some black guys dressing in like polos and short shorts and then you'll see some some white guys dressing like with with like uh what i'm wearing yeah whatever dude it's just like you go if you were to see things on the news and then you go there you're just like wait this this really doesn't make that much sense yeah it's all uh, well so news is not news it's entertainment yeah that's there is no news anymore it's just there's a flake of it and then the rest is their flip side of the story it's yeah. like my wife went to iran right mm-hmm and you know my side of the family like well you know they're about to go to war over there with them and you know this and that and it's like that's not the case i mean you know her uncles come back forth they have a you know they have a place in canada they have a out they visit out here quite a bit so you go there the people are super nice i mean mean, it's just as an american you're limited to 
what you're shown or listened to. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. But like I say, it's get it that gets a little too politicky. I think you know. Yeah. No. And and to to say that I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist. But I think that these uh, these random things that happen, those are more highlighted and shown as the 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 majority For of sure. things rather than the minority. And it's just causing a lot of tension in in society and shit. I don't know where this is gonna go. I think you just turn your TV and your fucking computer off, and that's you guarantee if you put those people out that you won't see content like that. I mean, dude, it's you're they're selling people whatever they want, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you know, Donald Trump's not gonna make things better. He's just a puppet. The people yeah. that really run this country yeah. are going to form things the way they want, you know? So like if you look at media outlets or it's like CNN is for these, you know, the, the libtars and then the uh, Fox is for these like gun toting rednecks, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're just, that's all they focus on. Yeah. And like you look, you look at it on Facebook and then like people just pour their emotions into, it's like, dude, as soon as I see somebody write a post i mean we could be friends for a long time as soon as i see somebody who's like given this like you know um the gun thing right like yeah. i like guns yeah I, I mean i have guns but i don't talk about it and i definitely don't talk about them coming to take it i just feel like so some people are so extreme that um they get into these groups of extreme groups so you got rights and lefts mm -hmm. and it's just it's so fucking weird because it's uncomfortable to go online now like facebook is for old people and politics now, yeah you know yeah and um so right it's just i don't know man it's just like um it's like a factory you know when uh, the food is on the belt and they just drops into a box one yeah. after another after another and pretty soon these people are going to be voting again and it's going to be the same fucking nonsense all over, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know, people are fucking weird. It's a shame, man, because a, a lot of stuff that I'll see, you know, um, not to keep harping on politics or whatever, but that's that's a huge one, is that they'll post <clears throat> up a, um, a soundbite of, say, Trump or something like that. And me being kind of the more uh, questioning things... Is that I understand how marketing works and I understand how, you know, clickbait and all that works and agendas work. So I would check the, the whole interview or, you know, the, the 10 minutes of that conversation where they pulled that 30 seconds from. Right. And if I were to hear that soundbite in the entire context, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even bring a red flag to me, you yeah. know? But once it's painted in that picture, once you put that daunting music behind the music clip or whatever, and then once once you uh, send it out to all the people that already agree with that notion, it's like, of course it's going to look like that. Right. Of course it's going to look like that, you know? And it's just, even with, the, with all the mass shootings and the guns and everything, right? After three fucking mass shootings in a week or two weeks span whatever i'm pretty sure it was within seven days yeah all three of those that just happened i see people on my facebook saying just like protecting the guns and i'm like okay so if we take away ak's if we take away ars you don't want that okay keep them keep keep all your guns what are we gonna do how are we gonna fix this right keep your guns keep whatever the fuck you want to do What's your solution? You have no solution. The only solution you have is you're not taking my guns. Right. Like, how is that helping out the big fucking problem 
where we can't go to Walmart. We can't go to a movie theater. Right. We can't go to a soccer game or whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think um, the gun thing is weird. Like, they're called gun nuts for a reason because they're gun nuts, right? Yeah. And they talk about nuts things, right? So, like, I mean, me personally, again, as a gun owner, I don't talk about it. I don't boast about it. Um, it's not something I'm concerned about. You know, I think making yourself a target online and talking about these things, like they're never going to take away guns Mm -hmm. for sure. They may limit things. I mean, I get the guys at the AR 15s where, you know, they're, that's definitely not the gun to shoot the intruder at your house, like a shotgun or a 22 or something like that. But like most of those guys are enthusiasts that are out for target practice, just kind of like how we are with cars. Yeah. But I think some of them just go to the extreme side and then it's like, you have the the other people are like get rid of the guns of course you know bad people don't have to worry about the laws right yeah. so that's in any yeah that's in any case but um i don't think in america you're really ever going to get rid of gun violence the more they show it on tv though i think the more copycats are going to be yeah just like um there could be a medication problem there who knows i mean we have some of the sickest people in the world worse than like you know Uganda or these like third world countries where there's no food and there's fucking these crazy like rebel groups and stuff like we we are becoming a third world country because hmm. we're starting to separate and then now your opinions are so strong you're not willing so something something really crazy has to happen here for people to get back together I yeah. think or you just you know there's less people that think like you and you're you know the minority yeah but it's like i don't know i kind of feel like it's like the the sunnis and the um um the i'm forgetting but like in the um middle east right you have your opposites like they're both muslims but one stricter than the other yeah and um they fucking hate each other you know what i mean and so we've kind of become that way it's not even like i'm not a religious person but you have your Christians, you have Mormons, you have all these things, and that's fine. There's no certain group that they're starting to do, but what you're getting is these rights and lefts, and it's like almost going to be a fucking war or something. It's so strange. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, um, something has to be done. I mean, here's the other thing, too. Why not have, like, uh, you know, when I went to school in Chicago, I went to school in the city, and um, they had metal detectors, mm-hmm. and that was in the 90s. So... You know, the airports, there's no shootings in the airports. There's metal detectors. I'm cool with that. I'll wait in fucking line to go watch a movie to know that I'm not going to get shot by some crazy fucking white kid whose parents weren't there. And that's why, you know, he doesn't, he's like, you know, a a stray dog. You beat the shit out of a dog. He'll love the owner, but fucking kill anyone outside of the owner. And I think children are the same way with these work schedules. They have people working nonstop. You know, you don't, you you don't have that quality time. So I think maybe that's probably part of the problem. You yeah. know what I mean? It's values? No, not val- just the core of like being a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like going to work and being treated like a robot. You yeah. Know? Um, I just find it odd. Is that me? No, it's all good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like it, I think that there is no solution um, until someone comes up or a group of people kind of get together like me i don't care like you know 
I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. None of that stuff matters to me. Yeah. You know, I just, like I say, I want to party and I want to do car stuff. You <laughs> yeah. Know? So, um, <clears throat> so who knows? It's just a weird time to be alive right now. Yeah, no, it definitely is so weird to be alive right now and just like to navigate in this, in this culture and just in, in this part of society, you know, and even when those, those shootings did happen, um, my wife is just telling me like how scared she is and stuff. And I said, look, babe, this is how you have to look at it. You see all this crazy shit going on. That shows you that we're not invincible. You know, something can happen. So you should enjoy every single day that you have, every time that you have, and appreciate everything that you do have. And that's what I've been trying to do a lot more, you know, just be more conscious in those uh, situations when we're hanging out with family or we just got back from camping or things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most that that these uh, tragic events are teaching me is that life is is not as long as we think it may be. And just to, to, to appreciate the time that we really have together. And, you know, like you're saying, just have fun, do car things, do whatever you're going to do what you love. But you can't let it ruin your life, man. You yeah. can't let it, let it strangle you and stop you from going to the fair or stop you from going to a, a ball game or something, you know? Right, right. Yeah, because then you're just like it's like the living in Syria, you know what I mean? Where it's just like, you know, they basically got took over by these um extreme you know what, what were they the isis or whatever mm -hmm. you know what i mean they they didn't fight to live they just got plowed by these people and i kind of feel like we could be going that same route here too because these kids you know it's always the white kids yeah. right? eating people shooting people doing weird shit <clears throat> and um who knows? I mean, they'll attach a group to it and then become the next terrorist. You know what I mean? What, what was it? It was Antifa or something? Oh, yeah. Isn't what, that like a Seattle thing? I don't know. Look like, like, they look like it. <laughs> they look like they yeah. could be from there. It's always like the white people, again, with the weird <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> it's like they're out there like, the government sucks. You don't know anything about the government. Yeah. It's like they're all just like, you know, and they all live in like these million dollar homes and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah stupid yeah i think too many people have uh nothing to really worry about so they just find something to worry about <clears throat> you'd be amazed how much shit could get done if you didn't go online like you know the one thing i do on my phone <clears throat> i put an hour time limit for my social media gotcha just so i don't get drifted off in it all yeah, day you yeah, know what yeah. i mean just because we're human we're yeah. gonna continue to look and we're gonna continue to look and then oh there's a video you watch this video oh shit this video you know yeah. what i mean so it's like, I don't know. It seems like all the time I spend now is just sending memes, you know, yeah. to people. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good that you're just you're just focusing on like you know doing what you got to do and just having fun and things that that you enjoy. And I think that that's what a lot of people they don't focus on. They focus on these big audacious problems that not one person can fix. And you know they say be the change that you want to see, but that that change that you want to see is really conflicting with uh the rest of your happiness you know yeah. what however you feel about guns or the the president or whatever like is that is that feeling that you have worth ruining a relationship with somebody that you've known forever like why do you have to even bring that into the equation right you know what is that gonna do because at the end of the day you lost this friend and any times that you've ever spent with them or anything in the future that's not going to happen anymore because of this strong point 
that you had right about something that you can't personally affect or a person that doesn't even give a fuck about you and it's so strange that i just see that all the time and it's always on facebook dude i'm like what the fuck happened here like facebook used to be so rad but it's become such a a weird thing where just out of habit you still check it yeah and not to sound like alex jones but (laughs) i think fucking mark zuckerberg is the least you know um of your problems on yeah you know i mean it's literally the fucking the thing here's what you say it at like just you can turn those services off yeah but then you can't use your maps and you know shit like that uh i bought a google home thing like uh two years ago maybe a year ago Uh and every time we're having a conversation it's like fucking thing pops up on my phone Mm -hmm. this fucker's listening so now unplug that shit i just don't even have it i used and to be honest the only thing I used it for was like a timer for cooking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, hey, what's the temperature outside? Or something like that. Or if I couldn't spell a word because I'm a fucking idiot, <laughs> I would use it, you know? Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird, man. These people are getting fucking weird. I'm glad that I'm getting older, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely a, um, a, a strange generation that we're growing up in because we were able to see like things before all of this started happening. Yeah. This life that we're living now, you know, whether the the internet age or this age where you can't even go in big public events without even worried about getting shot down or yeah you know the president just tweeting 17 times a day just calling calling a reporter idiots or like yeah what the fuck is going on this is crazy you know or like some dude trying to get a job and you know calls in it's like hey man i can't come in today my dog ran out of cbd oil and it's like (laughs) yeah you you want a job faggot or not (laughs) But But I think it's dope, dude. I think that this is such a cool um, generation that we were able to grow up in because we were able to see everything. And who knows what we're going to be able to see after this, you know? Yeah, hopefully, who knows? Maybe we'll turn into like a communist country the way it's going, you know? It's like, do what he says. Yeah. Because that's what he wants. I don't know, man. I think that um, the only time that in in my history... Thinking back, the only time that I seen everybody get united and you everybody was your brother and sister was right after 9-11. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know. Again, the we're also a lot younger and didn't know what was going on. True. You know, so I think, I mean, I had a hell of a time in like high school through my 20s and 30s, just again, skateboarding, turn into cars, turn into, you know, I played again hockey when I was younger too and just start picking that up because i got fat and yeah. so but um there is always that group you're going to enjoy you know and i think that's kind of like the purpose of life is still being happy with that you know because when you you go to a place where you don't have rights it's a whole different story but i feel like you got to protect you know your the things you like to do i mean look at california i mean for how many people that are into like you know modifying their cars does it affect right it we're not gonna make the fucking skyfall yeah. with taking you know or reprogramming the car or whatever the fuck it is I, I, i'll put a catalytic converter on my car i'm cool with that doesn't these days doesn't rob that much power if you yeah. get a high flow one you know but like th- they're just making it harder and harder for the hobbyist you know what i mean so like i hate that but yeah. you know i'm not fucking crying about it you know it's just it's one thing that sucks out here it's a small thing yeah so i don't know 
Yeah, that's one thing that people always bring up too that aren't from California. They say, oh, you guys got to worry about smog and shit or whatever. But to me, that stuff's not really that big of a deal no either i mean why would you want to drive that car every day on the street anyways yeah i don't know i mean just in general 90s cars are fucking horrible everyday cars compared to cars now you know what i mean so like i wouldn't take my hatchback to work you know just to cruise it to work yeah for me it's like i'll take it to if someone says hey can you come to ibach or i'll take it there or obviously the track but like i have zero fun driving that car on the street you know yeah um give me something comfortable Four cylinders, six cylinders. I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah. I, um, ever since I got the uh, the BMW, the M4, it's like, dude, I, I don't want to drive my Civic right now. I'll drive right. it when I feel like having that that feeling. But I don't know. Maybe people, that's part of people's ego, too. Is I see it a lot. I say it, it's like, oh, yeah, I daily drive this. I do. I'm like, all right, that's cool, you know? But I don't want to have to daily drive my Civic right. all the time. But that's like trash man mentality. You know what I mean? Like, I dr- you're proving a point. Yeah. Like, I'm dry- I, I daily drive. Yeah, that good for you. That's yeah. great, you know. Um, hopefully, you're saving money driving <laughs> that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, like uh, it's funny. Me and Rywire were talking about this a while back, how people, like, call in and complain that, you know, they couldn't get his fucking car started or something like that. And it was like, you know, he missed a day of work. It's like, well, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah. Right? There's just too many people like that, which yeah. I just find so weird. I mean, I was like that too when I was a kid. You know, it was I was broke, fucking whatever thing I, if I was whistle tip man. I was putting it on. You know? <laughs> whistle tip. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I get the struggle. Yeah. But not if you're a fucking grown man, yeah. thirty years old. Hell yeah, you know what dude. I mean? it's, it's just odd. That's not my problem. That's your fucking problem. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you do that? <laughs> Dude, I have so, so I don't deal with the general public for car stuff. I uh-huh. mean, like I, I have stuff under my name, like, you know, I do carbon roofs and stuff like that. And like, it's so funny. I've had people ask me like, Hey, uh, can you make me one with a, a sun, uh, a sunroof? I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck. I, I mean, like, how do you even explain to that person what your, the whole purpose of this thing is? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, will it fit my 92 SI? It's like, oh man. But like. That's why I don't like being contacted from these people because I fucking lose my fuse. And it's just like, fuck off your ass. This is sold to an outlet. Get it from them. Don't bug me on my own personal shit and start asking me questions about your fucking car. That It's just like, if I had a a shop, like a performance shop, I'd be out of business real quick. (laughs) Because I can't deal with cheap people. And I like your slogan, the uh, support my hustle. Hell yeah. You know... I have a saying like at work when people are like, hey, can you do a better price? I'm like, you know, do you go to Target? And when you're ringing up, can you give me Hell a better yeah. price on it? Fuck no. So like, you know, you can't, you can't, especially as a laborer, like I'm charging you for my experience. You want the cheaper, you can call the cheaper guy, yep. you know? Um, I could, we call them beggars. You know, that's all they're doing. They're begging for money. Yeah. And so like, if I own a car, there's just no fucking way I could deal with, hey, can you give me a better price? Fuck you don't contact me anymore yeah you know i don't want to do it and now. then i'm an asshole now you know what i mean on the online or whatever yeah. that's why i can't do cars for now I'll, if you want to build a serious race car i'll fucking build you something that's faster than a a lambo or whatever it is you know and reliable but yeah. it ain't gonna be cheap that's for sure so. yeah no i feel you man it's just it's definitely a weird time right now but yeah i'd advise everybody listening if there's something that that makes you happy if there's things that make you happy just kind of try to 
focus on that because at the end of the day that's really the only thing that matters exactly is just being happy i i mean to me thinking about it that's like the biggest joy in life is when you're the happiest when you feel happy that that's what um that's what i think the best part of life is yeah you know and for sure if it's hanging out with friends if it's making jokes or doing car stuff if that makes you happy that's cool but don't take money yeah doesn't take money to make you happy yeah that's for sure true and i always say that too i always tell people like money doesn't make you happy and i always get pushback on it and i kind of just like i kind of feel bad for those people a little bit because they 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 still have that like uh pot of gold at the end of the rainbow like that shit doesn't exist i'll give you a million bucks right now what is that gonna do for you nothing you're you don't even know you're you can't even comprehend how to treat that much money what would you do with it you would ruin every relationship that you have because you would just be doing the craziest shit with it but i think that's every culture not only american but yeah everywhere it's like you know again if (laughs) if you were the kind of person that cared about what people thought about you'd be wearing bootleg stuff right like a 25 dollar rolex watch Mm mm-hmm no one's gonna know the difference unless you're actually like a rolex guy yeah you know what i mean so like dude if that's if this is what you want like you know the tattoo of your life to show these things like you know this is the car i drive this is that it's like you know um i always make fun of my wife you know she's persian right so i'm like you know you guys like you will take a fucking 1989 bmw 3 series just to say you drive a fucking 3 series yeah. or a bmw you know and yeah she, i always give her shit for that <laughs> and like that's so funny um but it's true in every culture though it's the same thing but like in california you know we have our you know our uh middle easterns that love their black bmws and mercedes you know the salvage title oh yeah yeah and but you know you get to watch these people and just it's the same thing with like people with money that you know have these fucking crazy houses and cars and shit they're almost impossible to have a conversation with because they're so fucking crazy in the head because it's all about money or like yeah you know some idea they have i mean elon musk right it's like he's fucking super smart dude his brain doesn't shut off and he'll probably never be able to just come home kick his shoes off and sit on his couch yeah you know so he's gonna have to deal with that brain i don't know me it's like um you give me some beer and some decent weather and some with wheels on it i'll fucking happy as can be oh yeah dude that's dope man so you said your family's away for a month yeah wow so what do you have planned for this month besides growing hot up? boy summer oh. i'm in <laughs> <laughs> no um i actually haven't done a lot this week <clears throat> just excuse me <clears throat> it's been so busy at work so i haven't had uh any crazy stuff but it's all starting on saturday yeah so Got a off-roading on Saturday. Nice. Uh, homie trip on... We do a homie barbecue every year. Um, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we're going to do that Sunday. And then next week, I'm off to uh, Atlanta to meet the Canadians, the K-Tune guys, uh, James Houghton and them for uh, the Grid Life event. Dude, you're going to Grid Life? Yeah. Me too. On the... 24th 25th yeah yeah no shit 
Oh, so, dude, hell yeah. So we'll be out there. I'm not. I'm just going to be there to cheer them on and yeah. drink beer, you know, sleep in their trailer. So it's the, the K-Tune guy, the the, um, the race car, though. Yeah, uh, Are, James DC2. Okay, the guys, uh, Sean and John, they're not going to go from K-Tune? No, no, not the K-Tune guys. Got I just, just the, say in specifics so yes, people know yes, who it yes, is. Yes. But, so James Houghton, he's the guy that has the DC2 crazy aero car. Yeah. And then there's Chris Bersoma and um, Eric, their mechanic. So the they've been good buddies. James actually helped us quite a bit uh, develop our EK yeah. um, under this uh, the radar. So he's been a good help, good friend. So um, we're going to go out there. I have like no concept of time right now you know yeah family's gone I yeah. have, i'm like coming home to an empty house it's kind of weird but yeah it's good fuck dude that's so sick i didn't know you were gonna go so what how long are you gonna be out there mm, i don't know probably come back on sunday oh, okay but the dinger is so my mom worked for the airlines uh-huh. and um she's retired now so i'm gonna fly standby because i'm not oh, gonna buy a ticket shit. so i'm gonna try to leave on thursday oh. if not Maybe Friday. The hard part's always getting out of LAX. Standby fucking sucks. For what, Southwest or what? American. American? Yeah. Oh, damn, dude. So I had a buddy who worked for uh, Southwest, and I would fly um, on buddy passes with him like to go out to shows or whatever. And, dude, after a few years, I was like, man, fuck this. I'm paying for a plane ticket, I know. bro. I know. Me and my wife, like, 10 years ago, just trying to get out, you know, visit Chicago and stuff like that, fly on standby. And it was like, you know, sleeping at fucking LAX. Like, I live here. But I, I like, missed that flight, missed this flight, missed that flight. Okay, I'm going to try that red eye. Yeah. And then you fucking miss it. And then the next one's at 7 in the morning. Well, I'm not going to go home. Yeah. So fucking sleep. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, after that, fuck this shit. Yeah. I mean, tickets aren't much. But right now, I'm not, you know, I'm on, like I said, it's hot boy summer. I got all this time on me. <laughs> yeah, man. fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah, and if I didn't have anywhere that I really needed to be at a certain time, like... Dude, I, I wouldn't really mind flying standby that much, but I've had so many bad experiences, dude, where you're doing three or four flights just to get to one place. I'm like, man, fuck this, bro. Yeah. It's not even worth the $400 you're going to save. Dude, as a kid, it was nothing like this. You know, when I was younger, I'd fly anywhere. You yeah. know, it was just, and back then, you know, you just, you would call, like, this is where I want to go. And they just show up and they give you a fucking ticket. And yeah. that's it. You know, now it's like, you got to like, um, well, so the airline side, you know, you got to call like 20 or you have to put yourself on a standby list exactly 24 hours before the flight, you know? So gotcha. like when my mom comes out here and stuff like that, she'll wake up at like three in the morning just to like put her name on the standby list. It's, it's fucking crazy. Dude. Yeah. But I don't know if I was with my wife and stuff like this, then I would just definitely order the tickets. But like I say, I have like three more weeks to go yeah. right now. So I'm like, dude, I got time you know yeah hell yeah dude that's dope man so hopefully we can link up right there yeah i'll be there thursday to monday um okay and we were gonna go with uh ibok uh because ibok meet was teaming up with grid life mm-hmm. but they're actually not doing it anymore so i was the only one that bought my ticket early enough so yeah. looks like i'm still going well i think if you see me out there, you'll see the real me, and just I'm probably like, dude, I don't know why this guy comes. <laughs> so 
Hell yeah. yeah, dude. Dude, Ryan, thank you so much for coming, man. I really no appreciate it, dude. This is such a good conversation. Yeah. I love these kind of combos, man, where you could just take it anywhere and not just talk about a certain subject for the whole time. Right. Like I think that, that that's what is really intriguing to people is to what makes the person rather than just what kind of car do you have? You right. know? So um uh, for everybody listening right now, where can they find you at? Um you could find me probably on Instagram is where I do most of my dirty stuff. <laughs> so it's just my name, Ryan Novak, no spacing. And um, I don't do any family stuff really on there. Yeah. Um, but just it's mostly car shit and some like, you know, just depending on how much we drink or whatever, I'll post them. There's some pretty funny shit on there. Yeah. Depending on your sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. Ryan, thank you so much again. I appreciate it, man. And everybody listening right now, thank you for your time. Once again, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 91. We out. Peace. Peace.